From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. You can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. Whenever you come in here and interrupt me, you're breaking my concentration. You're distracting me. And it will then take me time to get back to where I was. And we're going to make a new rule. Whenever I'm in here and you hear me typing, whether you don't hear me typing, whatever the fuck you hear me doing in here, when I'm in here, that means that I am working. That means don't come in. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here? Yes. Hello, horrible people, and welcome back to This Horrible Place, your weekly horror podcast with all the screams you could hope for. Don't get too comfortable. Horrible things are about to happen. My name's Caitlin. And I'm Jen. And we're your horrible hosts while you're visiting this horrible place. Welcome to episode 26, horrible people. Episode 26, we got a double feature for ya. Double feature <laughs> and quite a treat because we're focusing on a classic and a new release today. So yeah. really exciting. This is like rare. <laughs> yeah, this is this is really exciting. So we are following a sequel to an original both originally written by Stephen King. Mm-hmm. One novel was written in 1977 and one was written in 2013. The suspense is killing The me. suspense is here. <laughs> We're doing The Shining 1980 and Doctor Sleep 2019. Yes. So The Shining written and directed by Stanley Kubrick. Uh, co-written by Dan- Diane Johnson, who is a novelist, and again based on the 1977 novel yeah. by Stephen King of the same title, which um, you have read. I, I have, have not. not in a long time. To be fair, I actually brought my copy with me because nice. I was planning to try and read it like this week before. But I know me, and I'm just like sometimes I'm there and sometimes I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I did read parts of it, and I'm gonna like share parts of it as we're talking about it because yeah. it was just like a no, really sure. interesting I part like that in per- comparison to the movie that like people always comment on, and I just want to like bring up. So anyway, for sure, we'll get there. <laughs> and then Doctor Sleep, written and directed by Mike Flanagan, mm-hmm. who we are huge fans of. He's yeah. done Oculus, Hush. I just love so of much. Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I was like super excited to see that he was writing and directing this. For sure. Yeah. Like we both went into this movie, I feel like kind of having high expectations because it's Mike Flanagan. Um, whether or not he delivered, we'll get to that. Yeah. So let's start with The Shining. Yes. Let's start with The Shining. It's classic. Classic horror. 1980, the film came out. Uh, this film, honestly, so people say often in comparison to the book and like, there is just that whole culture of like people who just prefer the books because they're the original or because they have certain details that can't be, you know, explained, etc. So like, I definitely get that. But The Shining as a whole, I actually have a newfound appreciation for this film, actually having watched it again, like this week for this episode. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but I just watched it so intensely this week and just appreciated it in such a new light. It's very like slow. It takes its time. It's kind of classic Kubrick in that way that it's just like telling you this story and it's going to go scene by scene, but Mm -hmm. that's okay because it's like still Because everything that's happening is also relevant and I love that. And it's building up to this like great thing that's happening around everyone. And I love that the same 
not entity, I don't know what the word is, but mm-hmm. the same place is interacting with multiple people in different ways. Yeah. Like it's influencing Jack Nicholson's character, Jack Torrance, yeah. in one way. It's influencing Danny Lloyd char- Danny Lloyd's character, Danny Torrance, in yeah. a different way. But they're all constantly working together for their greater plan, which yeah. is just so fascinating. Anyway. It is, yeah. And they have that classic, like, long opening scene. I know. I as is of the it, actually. Yeah, I with, really like, was watching it and I was like, this is fantastic yeah these hills and through this tunnel and you're just like and the music just the like just like that dreadful kind of like you know something is looming and like something's coming and you don't know what yet because if you just go into it and this is like imagining it's the first time you're watching it you're like what is this like like, this dreadful music long drive like yeah and then they show us like basically the family and i love how like we'll talk about that in a second but i love how they come back to that scene and they're driving in the car but they start the movie with them on this journey and then you actually meet the family and realize like kind of where they're going and what's going on yeah and it goes back to them on that road like it's just kind of like i don't know i just love it anyways yeah so he's like a caretaker slash writer right well yeah so he's essentially right now just like out of work and he's working through a job agency and has been placed they've given them this opportunity to go for an interview at the overlook hotel as the off-season caretaker so we come into the first scene of him attending the interview and it's called the interview they yeah like flash I it love on the that screen too. yeah like, oh, so, <laughs> so the interview happens and this is like the first time that you get to see jack torrance's character kind of in full swing in everyday life and he's very like fluid and weirdly and, yeah like american psycho-ish yes. like just on the ball very calculated calm yeah collected Ooh, yeah. all the time and everything he says is just dandy. exactly what you want to hear yeah <laughs> it is he's just that's what i wrote is that he's perfectly polite to polite even yeah. like he's just like overly it's so like it's really captivating but it is yeah like but you think about like kind of like the time frame like okay it was kind of like a way that you would speak in that time a little more like you're kind of supposed like the expectations that are there yeah. I guess, a little more but it was still just like he was really just obnoxiously polite and mm-hmm. like everybody like that just seems like you know he's just a perfectly normal guy um yeah and he just anyway he get he finds out about this job everything sounds great and then the uh, current caretaker is explaining to Jack the ins and outs of the whole hotel. What will have to, what will be expected of him? Does that sound like something that you're interested in? And then also, I just feel obligated to let you know about the past of this place because mm-hmm. unfortunately, we had just a horrible tragedy here where a man. He says it so like nonchalantly. He's just like, oh, like this is what happened. Like he's ordering a pizza or something. Like literally. I know. He's talking about like during the winter of 1970, Charles Grady, the caretaker, moved there as the off-season caretaker with his wife and two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ran amok and killed the family with an axe, stacked them neatly in one of the rooms in the West Wing, and then put both barrels of a shotgun in his mouth. Yeah. And then they, he just goes on. He's like, yeah, the police thought it was cabin fever from mm-hmm. you know if you just get stuck in a place for too long you kind yeah, of go crazy stuck with the same people yeah and the things that, it, that are most like striking about this part of the interview is then he, he goes on to explain like he just seemed like a completely normal guy so nice really friendly yeah. your wife and kate are gonna love it up there yeah. <laughs> he's just yeah. so like he's like so are you in <laughs> yeah he's like no but he's like not even realizing like you're literally having the same conversation with that nice guy right now yeah, like it's exactly. the same interview that you had i love it and it's just so and anyway, the entire yeah. movie you kind of like know 
where it's sort of gonna go because you're told this like right away yeah and so you're just like oh my god yeah you know that like (laughs) so from october 30th until may 1st that he and his family wife and son are going to be the caretakers Mm -hmm. of this ginormous hotel in the middle of a freaking mountainside colorado and they're just like shutting down for the season right? yeah they just shut down because he was saying that it costs like they get 20 feet of snow during their season and it just costs so much money to keep like 25 miles of road open to get people traffic to come up that way so they're like we just don't do it because it's not costly enough so we just have it open during the nice season and then close it during the winter we just need someone here to make sure it doesn't like decay and fall apart and keep it warm and on and like switch the boilers etc so he accepts the job and he seems really just like comfortable about this whole idea like he's really not considering i feel what it means to be isolated for like six months of the year yeah. in like a place with your family. Like it's for hard. Sure. It's hard to consider that, but you know, it, and it's such a times... big, like empty place. Too, yes. You know what I mean? Like, like the idea that you can't even leave and go to a store or a town nearby yeah. is like unusual, right? Like, you would go crazy. A yeah. Little bit. A little bit. Like all of your food is just stacked in a room somewhere already. So like, there's no need to go shopping because mm-hmm. it's just in a room. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like they do go outside sometimes, but overall, it's they're just like stuck in that. House. They're just there. But it's like when there. they first show up, like they get to meet some of the people that actually work there, um, because they are shutting down. So like the chef and like the other guy, and like they're walking around and sh- like, let me show you where the fridge is, Mrs. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. like yeah. you know, they're just like walking around. <laughs> Yeah, like, everybody is just so calm that works there. And, like, despite the past, though, I imagine when there's so many people there, it doesn't feel so yeah. looming and scary and, like, For haunting sure. in, a, in many ways, right? So, like, that's probably all it is, is that, like, despite um, the cook who we end up meeting later on, who also was able to see things in the hotel, yeah. he works there all the time, but he just doesn't get affected by them or influenced by them in the same kind of way. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't he was think kinda much like, of them. He's kind of, like, weird at certain points, too. And he's just like, you want to get some ice cream, Daddy? I know, <laughs> like I know. He's like, oh, full on. I feel like I'd be like, you're a little weird. <laughs> I know. Well, he does it. I think he just does it to, like, let him know that I'm he can friend. talk to yeah, him. Yeah, and, like, yeah. he's trying to talk to him about something that's not scary. So, yeah. like, even though he's contacting him through his mind at that time, he's like, let's talk about ice cream. Like, mm-hmm. ice cream is safe. It's a safe subject. I'm just letting you know we can do this. Yeah. So, so like. Crazy, yeah, that's eh? like the crazy idea is that realizing that someone else has that ability and that you can communicate with them in that way because Danny is only like five years old or so at the time and he doesn't know the difference between what he's experiencing in real life and everything else that other people experience. So like he has no too. idea. Oh I know God, that kid love, is oh like such God. a good little actor too. I know, like, right? He gets really intense. Because they definitely <laughs> told him to like, okay, now you're switching to like the, yeah. <laughs> like the gravelly voice. Yeah, like whatever. Yeah. It's just like the And he does the thing. voice really well. He does. And like the actions really well. Like, I was paying really close attention, like, later on when he writes Red Rub on the door with the lipstick. Like, I was paying attention to the way that he just, like, slowly, like, writes that. And I'm like, that scene is honestly, like, perfect for a master. I honestly (laughs) thought, like, when I first saw it, too, that they wouldn't show us writing, show him writing it because I thought they, like... The, mood, the directors or whatever would want to have it like the way they want it. But he literally took the crayon and like did yeah, it. And that's like it. the most iconic like image I know, yeah. from this movie. It's just so cool. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool. So yeah, they are now in this hotel and they're on the last day. Everybody is kind of there. So everybody's in a flurry and they're just getting a tour. And then, yeah. So this is when Danny does meet the cook. Yeah. And the cook is played by Scatman Carruthers and his he goes by Dick Holler in, in, the, in the movie mm-hmm. and in the book as well. Um, anyway, so he 
is really friendly and just trying to show Danny around and like make him feel more comfortable because he realizes he's struggling with this gift that he has yeah. and he doesn't know what it is or anything like that. So he's just trying to like help him the way that his, he explains his grandmother helped him when he was young. Yeah. Explain to him that like he calls it the shining and the shining is like something that you just have about you. That's... And he said something about like pictures that like can't hurt you. Like it's just like flipping through a book or something. Right. He's like, like he's saying that you can just see into the past and into the future sometimes, mm-hmm. but you can't interact with like don't worry he says basically like they can't hurt you yeah and that's kind of danny's saving grace at that point is like realizing oh okay like they're there just but they, see, they yeah. won't hurt me so yeah. great he feels kind of like a little i feel ease at the time yeah. like just like a relaxation because he realizes like even if it's scary i can just like leave because nothing's gonna happen so i just want to circle back to and um mention the first time that we are introduced to tony who is danny's version of the shining yeah it's who he addresses because he's scared and he doesn't know what the shining is and like it kind of is his understanding yeah. of it it's really kind of interesting actually the it whole is do- like tony danny thing is like it, the, his parents always just think it's his, his imaginary friend tony mm-hmm. but he doesn't they don't realize that he's just developing his skills and that he doesn't know how to deal with it and so tony is there to it's like, kind of freaky hey? yeah he's like, it's it a is. little boy that lives in my mouth and, and he goes <laughs> he goes into my stomach and like just disappears i guess oh, so <laughs> it, it weirds you out before you like know what's actually going on it's like is this boy like possessed like is there like some yeah. little like demonic it boy makes living you wonder, inside right like, yeah like, i remember the first time like when I watched this for the very first time I was so young I had no mm-hmm. idea about anything that was going on like I didn't understand like hauntings or anything like that so I'm just watching this movie and so confused that this kid is like having conversations with himself with like two voices and I'm just like what is happening like yeah. <laughs> is he possessed like is there someone else inside of him what is that there's a person who lives in his mouth like what <laughs> I know like the first time I saw it too like that I literally was like is this a ghost like is he possessed especially when he at one point he kind of like switches to full on yeah just Tony well, that's when, yeah, because he's asking, so Danny is asking Tony about the job interview that his dad's at, which is like three and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Tony, do you think dad's going to get the job? Yeah. And he's like, he already got it. He's going to call your mom in a couple minutes and let, or call Wendy in a couple minutes and yeah. like let her know kind of thing. And lo and behold, he does and everything. Which is so crazy. And he's like, he's like, why don't you want to go there? And he's like, I just don't. Like Tony's telling him like, I just don't want to go there. And he won't say, he won't show Danny yeah. why it's like protecting him from like the Overlook Hotel or anything it knows about it and then all of a sudden it just gives him a flash like the vision of the blood coming out of the elevators mm. the classic scene of just like so much Crazy. blood down a hallway moving furniture and shit yeah. like sweeping it all up and it's just so fantastic I love that whole fucking scene I'm Me still too. into it's it it's so cool and then like we get a flash of like Grady's daughters in that scene too really quick like you, like the two twin girls oh, you can just see them freaky, yeah man. like they're supposed to be like 10 and 8 I think yeah and yeah. they're just like come play with us Danny like forever were they British yeah they're English, they were right? British yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so crazy so yeah that was really fucking creepy AF and then yeah the doctor ends up inspecting Danny after that just shortly because he has kind of like a seizure episode and his mom doesn't really know what to make of it and this is when the dad's in the interview still like far away mm-hmm. so Anyway, the doctor's there, and that's when um, Shelley Duvall, Wendy Torrance, begins to explain how previously Jack has broken Danny's yeah. arm. Or, sorry, he actually says he dislocated it dislocated. in the movie, but in the book he broke his arm Wow, previously. really? Yeah, okay. he broke, like, his forearm, I believe it was. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, broke his arm. Yeah, the way she's, like, telling him about it, too. I know, it was so... She just... Oh. 
exact of yeah. like the story that you give. You kind of just like laugh it off. Yeah. Like it's, oh, it and was just like just it was accident. such an accident. She's when like, you're like just smiling, yeah. trying to make it normal, but like it's not normal. Like, you yeah, know, how exactly. can you tell a story like that? Exactly. And make it seem like it's just yeah, like everything's like, fine. It was just like everything, whatever, you know, just don't ask questions about it or whatever, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, she's like, you know, and he, she's like, well, luckily like good things came of it. Like he just hasn't drank it. He doesn't drink anymore. And like, yeah. so at least he's, he's alcohol free since that day. And like, you know, great. <laughs> Crazy. Great. I'm glad that's so that gives us needed. a little bit of insight to this like perfect man, you know, like that yeah, we where see he's in the just interview. so nice, but you find like, out he's no. a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. He previously has injured his son. And in general, he seems to kind of hold this like disdain towards his wife and son, like in yeah. the car ride up to the overlook. He's very just like short with them. Like Danny's like, dad, I'm hungry. He's like, well, you should have ate your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Just like fucking <laughs> cutting him down. Like, and his mom's like, it's okay. We'll get you yeah, something when we like get to the hotel. Sweet as pie. She's like, always oh trying God, to just such like a good take care of everyone, yeah. save the day, like you know, and just be like sweet. Yeah, for sure. And mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, Jack is none of that. <laughs> so yeah, they, um, the cook and Danny have that conversation where he tells him like, "This is the shining. Yeah, like, don't yeah. be afraid." Blah 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 blah. But Danny kind of looks over at Dick at one point, and he goes. Was in room two thirty seven. Just yeah, out of nowhere, randomly. out of nowhere, and he's like, two thirty. He's like room two thirty seven. He's like, you're scared of room two thirty seven, ain't you? Like this kid just suddenly has this like, like sass to him, yeah. and he's just like, you're scared of it, ain't you? Like, and he's just like, no, I ain't. And he's like, what's in the room? And the kid, he just snaps on him. He's like, nothing. He's like, he's like there's there. nothing in there, and you have no business going in that yeah. room. And he's, he's just like, like hear me? stay he out turns there. Into like adult mode. Yeah. Before he's like friend. Just a hundred percent. He's like, like you stay out. You understand? Like, yeah. just intense. So like. That's the first glimpse into room 237 that we get to, which I love because mm-hmm. room 237 is my favorite scene in this whole movie. Yeah, so we'll get there. Yeah, but, we will. Um, and then it flashes forward in time a few months or something. Cause it kind of wants to show, it doesn't want to show us like them getting used to the hotel and being like, how do I work this? Yeah. So it kind of like fast forward and she's Just like, like opening a big can of fruit cocktail and they're living their life in the hotel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's, Oh no, this is when she actually is. She's doing, Oh no, it was actually one month later. Sorry. Oh, more Just month, one month. Yeah. yeah she's making, breakfast for Jack because mm-hmm. Jack's like sleeping in this day yeah. and she's trying to like motivate him like here's a nice hearty breakfast to start your day like she's so that you so can like <laughs> I know she literally prepares this like gourmet breakfast and something that I was like noting the whole time is like during their interactions not he doesn't thank her ever or say anything polite during no. the whole conversation that they're having he's constantly just like firing back like weird responses that don't really make any sense and like he's never shown her warmth like it's true and you just wonder at what point like had she like it, she does actually consider like divorce and stuff but yeah. like she stays with him because she's clearly just such a nice human I know. and just doesn't want to give up on this man for whatever for reason sure. probably because it's the father of a child or yeah yes, exactly hard yeah. hard relationship yeah. but still so it's pretty crazy they're they're in this scenario and um she's trying to get him to like come outside like oh why don't you come outside for, and, a, walk, for a walk yeah. yeah like the weather's nice today how about you take me for a walk after and he's like well i ought to be getting to some writing first yeah he's like and what do you mean like no i'm not going for a walk yeah like, oh. she's like well have you have you written anything yet like how, do you have any new ideas he's like 
lots of ideas, no good ones. Like, he's just <laughs> yeah. so fucking angry. Like, yeah. every time she questions him or interacts with him, he's just mad. I know. He's just like, get away from it's me. It's crazy. Like, and then they end up, like, da- uh, her and Danny end up going for a Yeah, walk. they go into the maze. They find that crazy maze. Like, how sick is that maze? I know. 13, like, 13 feet high hedges. And it takes, Amazing. like, an hour to, like, find your way out of it if you're lucky. I would be, like, worried. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd be worried walking around there. Like, she's trying to, like, they're just, like, having fun with it, taking their time, like, doing slow turns. I'm kind of like, what if it gets cold? Like, what if you actually can't figure out your way out of this fucking massive maze? I don't know. My thoughts are, honestly, like, if I were actually stuck, I would literally, like, force my way through the hedges if I had to. Yeah, that's so true. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I had to, I would literally just be like, that way. That's so true. This is the way I'm going. But the coolest thing is he was in one of the rooms of the hotel... Yeah. And was looking at this, like, miniature version of the maze. Of the maze. Yeah. And there was even, like, tiny he little figurines Danny and moving. Wendy moving in it. Yeah. Like, it's part, it's part so of, like, his kind of insanity. His insanity. insanity of, like, the shining and the but hotel. But does he have... Does he shine? Well, that's the whole thing, right, with Jack, is, like, that's the question. Is, yeah. is he also shining? And is he not influenced is he actually the overlook hotel owner like yeah, that's the whole the, oh question God, right insane. so it's and like i can't that's... wait to hear what you say about that when we get to that part too it's amazing but yeah i loved that scene where they kind of like zoomed in on the maze and like showed them walking around yeah and yeah and especially like scenes like that in this movie in particular too where it's just like again like an odd kind of soundtrack in the background and like slow slow pans and then like a different angle of panning yeah. and just like I really love the transition into Jack's transition here because like we are constantly like separated from reality, not even just in the sense that we're in this hotel with these three people, but in the sense that Jack is like further removed from everybody else also. And so like every time it's just him and his own mind, it's always this weird, like slow moving things are happening kind of like in not real time around him and And he just goes with it. I think right after that scene too, it shows him like looking out the window, like the, like yes. with his head down. He's For the like, first got time, this he's weird, just staring at yeah, smile yeah, on his face. Yeah, at the maze. He's just staring what? out at it and his like, face what? is just like It's there for like a minute almost. and 20 like, yeah. seconds. Like I'm just like, whoa, I don't want to look at this weird face right now. Yeah. Like, it's really unsettling. And that's when you kind of realize that he's just like in. Gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, gone. he's in this hotel and this hotel is in him as well. Yeah. And he sits in like the main room trying to write his book and while like while he tries to write his book like Danny has his little bicycle yeah, thing he's little, riding like, tricycle around thing. Yeah. he's tricycling around in like a whole, it's whole so hotel cool. which is such like an, again an iconic scene of like the movie I love people it always remember like around, yeah on the carpet and, and like the, yeah. like the sound like it's just so satisfying to watch and like here the wheels go from like the carpet, carpet to the, to the and it's just like floor, carpet they just took floor, their time with it I just freaking love it it is <laughs> awesome it. and this is the first time too where he's actually like just like rolling around everywhere just going down whichever hallways and all of a sudden he actually sees room 237 for the first time and he stops there and he turns around and stares at the door for a second because he realizes he passed it and I don't know if he like got a flash it was weird yeah no for sure right it definitely tugged at him a bit and was like hey (laughs) look over this way like he tries the door and then it's locked yeah and then that's when he gets a flash again of the two twin girls and earlier actually oh shit I completely forgot so the first time he actually sees the twins he is in the games room by himself when they first get to the hotel and Jack's getting a tour with Wendy around the hotel. He goes off into the games room by himself 
and he sees the twins in the game room, but he thinks probably that they're just two kids that are there. Yeah, and then they, no, cause they turn around really did, cause he's and so walk young, out right? the door. Yeah, they turn yeah. around and walk out the door and that's it. And he just like, think they just leave. So he doesn't think, but then yeah, at the door of 237, after he touches it, he sees a flash of them again and realizes they were part of whatever is in that yeah room. they're not real humans there. yeah yeah there's something else there with Ooh. him so he's trying to hold on to what the cook had said to him what dick said to him and just like i'm just getting a glimpse and it's just, just a glimpse move of, on you know, yeah, yeah just like so he gets back on his trike and he just wheels away yeah. so fast he's just like bye <laughs> like yeah. um yeah so that was tuesday and that's when also they got the information that a huge snowstorm is coming mm-hmm. and it looks so nice and like picturesque this day when they're out in the maze and stuff like it's so sunny and like yeah. earthy and everything is just like birds are chirping and shit and so like the idea that all of a sudden like this mass snowstorm is coming is almost crazy because it it's the complete opposite of what you're seeing around you so and then like she's also kind of desperate for like communication or connection with someone for too, sure. especially because she doesn't get any warmth from him so when she does eventually use that radio what does she ask oh, she asks what does she ask the guy on the radio she's talking she? about the phones because the phones are down oh she was yeah she's like is it, when's it gonna become when is it gonna come back up like blah, yeah blah, blah. just and like dragging the, the info combo. but she was just kind of like though <laughs> she's like yeah she says something about like oh like the like the the weather is looking pretty bad eh stuff like that you know yeah. she's just really trying to like have a conversation they're all kind of lonely up yeah in there. <laughs> and then like the, the cop at one point is like yep looking pretty bad so is there anything else we can do for you? And yeah, it's like we like, need fine. to let you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just so sad because she is essentially up there by herself and like has no partner to support her emotionally or yeah. in any way. And then she just has her kid with her and like that's her life right now. She agreed to this and she is somehow the person who put Jack in this situation. You mm-hmm. know, it's like he holds, and like I said, like just so much disdain towards Jack and Dan- or sorry, towards Wendy and Danny. And it's just so crazy to me. The idea of it, but it does make hey, yeah, it makes sense. For the <laughs> it picture. has to. It's it just like yeah, it yeah, has, it has to, to be that way <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, the phones aren't working. She radios into the police station, and then Danny is tricycling around again. He does this kind of like every day, just because obviously yeah, the kids so much bored. energy. What else is he gonna do? <laughs> yeah, so he goes down a hallway again and ends up seeing the two daughters at the mm-hmm. end of the hallway, and that's when they do the. Hi, Danny. Come play with us forever and ever and ever. And it's just like the worst because he's just so fucking horrified. I'm horrified. And like as he's wheeling around too, I love how they make these scenes like so long when he's wheeling around because you just know when he turns one of these corners, like they're going to be there. Like you're just expecting it for so long. And he just keeps wheeling and you're like, is it this corner? No, it's not. But it's probably the next one. And then while they're standing there, it kind of like glitches. And then he ends up seeing like... They're chopped up bodies in that hallway too, and it is just yeah. Like that's quite when he has the glimpses scene. of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. He sees them. Yeah, just completely axed down the whole hallway, blood everywhere. Which is just insane. like gnarly. It is yeah, it was pretty intense. <gasps> Um, yeah, so it goes to Monday and Danny is watching TV with his mom and it's just like a quiet day and <laughs> Wendy is just kind of like, you know, don't disturb your father because he just got went to bed a few hours ago. So like he needs time to sleep and whatever. Yeah. And he just wants to go get his little like fire engine from the room. He's like, come on, mom, I'll tiptoe like bugging at her, bugging at her. She's like, okay, quiet. <laughs> like yeah. don't make, don't wake up your father. Um, cause she knows the fucking repercussions of that. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, he ends up going in the room and his dad is just sitting there staring again, like out the window on the edge of the bed. Yeah. And oh he calls God, him over and like forces like this awkward, horrifying family time on him. He's like, Danny, come here. Like pulls him up on his lap and he's just like talking to him. And he's just like saying 
like weird shit to him. He's about like, everything. you know, like, I'd never hurt you, right, Danny? Like, well, like what? yeah, like because at one point, Danny says to him just randomly, oh, I yeah. know he's like, you would never hurt me and mommy, right, Dad? And she's like, why are you saying that to me? He's like, did your mother tell you to say that? And yeah, just, like, which is snaps. so crazy that he just like instantly is like, it's your mother. Yeah, like, he's you're like, good that for nothing. Bitch, you know, like, like, like telling you, oh. filling your head with mindless garbage. Yeah. So, like he's just so he has mad it out about for her. Yeah. yeah, like it's crazy. He's so mad. He thinks that like it's all her fault that like he can't get employed and he has to take this job. Just and now... the look in Jack Nicholson's eye is just so unsettling. It's like such a dark place. It's he freaky. really took on this role yeah. so hard. Like very, so very hard. impressive. So yeah, he's like holding him on the bed and telling him like, I'd never hurt you. And he's kind of like, daddy, like, do we have to be at this hotel? Like, do you like this hotel? (laughs) Yeah. And he's he's like, I love this hotel. I would stay here forever if I could. Yeah. Like he does say that saying that. Yeah. Yeah. And he does say too, at the very beginning to Wendy, when he's talking to her about the job that he got and like how they're going to move up there. And he's like, oh, you'll love it. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, it's really weird, but... The first time I came here for the interview, it's like I knew what was around every corner. He's like, I recognize this place. Like, I'd been here before. And he was just so, like, familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah, So he was just saying to her, he's like, just so weird, right? Yeah. And he's just, like, like, eating his breakfast. He's like, this is just so strange. (laughs) That's so funny. You know, like, I think even at one point in that scene, he's like, ooh, so weird. Like, he just, like, actually (laughs) is just, like, creepy. Because he's, like, dramatic like that. Yeah, he is. He is dramatic like that. Yeah. So the next day, Danny is playing with toys in the hallway on the hexagram carpet and like has like all his trucks lined up along the outside. And that's like, he's right in front of elevators, just like playing with his trucks. And all of a sudden that ball just like rolls into the middle of his toys. And he just kind of like slowly looks up and doesn't see anyone. Then he's like, mom, like he thinks it's his mom is like playing with him. And then he kind of just like gets up and is walking slowly down the hall and this is the first time that he makes it to room 237 and the door is open already. Oh my god, right, yeah. So the key is in the door, the door is open, the lights are on, and it sounds like there's like music or audio coming from the room of some sort. So he opens, like he goes in and he's like, mom, are you in there? And then they just cut the scene. Mm-hmm. And then this is when all of a sudden Wendy is like adjusting furnace temperatures and everything like that. Yeah. And she's just looking at stuff and then she starts to hear Jack screaming from another room and she's like hearing it at first like oh what's that and then he's persistently getting louder and more and more like upset so she goes running looking for him to find out what it is and he's just having like a nightmare and he wakes up from the nightmare like he's at the typewriting desk yeah he was at the desk and he fell asleep in the main room yeah and like writing his book and yeah i was having a nightmare and he woke up and this is actually the part that i want to touch on where people talk about this all the time i feel so like in comparison from the book and the movie um People always say, like, yeah, like, it's not exactly the same, and it's true. The movie is different from the book in a lot of regards, and it's because it has to be. There are so many things and details, like, especially in Stephen King's writing. Like, the dude, he writes a lot of details, Mm -hmm. right? There's so many details in this book in particular of what happens to Jack behind the scenes through this development what are people like upset about so well they always are just saying like you don't know everything that's happening so it doesn't make sense like what's on the screen like if you just see the movie without knowing the book you don't like like stuff is kind of jumping around in Mm -hmm. like kind of big bouts but what you're learning in the book is that his dad um was also like aggressive towards him and he also was like an alcoholic i believe and he has a dream about his father anyway who is now deceased and He's on, like listening to a radio. I actually have the book here. I'm going to read like a little part yeah, <laughs> of like it, the radio it. part. So this is in the, I don't know, 
some copy on page, let me see, 341 in the chapter called Dreamland. So all of a sudden he's like in this, he's in his dream right now. Like he's having the nightmare that we're about to walk into when Wendy comes in. Okay. So yeah, that's what I mean is like, they're, they talk about nightmares that he has in yeah. great detail that develop but the Overlook Hotel storyline. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I mean. Is like you can't possibly put it into the movie. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. And that's why, arguably, like you have to accept the movie for what it is because you can't possibly put this movie into or the, put this novel into a movie. For sure, you can't it's do too it. It's, yeah, it is. But I'm ready. I'm ready for story time complex. with Caitlin. So yeah, what um, is written here? This is part of the dream from the dad who is speaking to Jack. So he's uh, looking for a radio because he hears his mom's voice saying, oh, you just have to tune into like Happy Jack Station and you'll hear your father and blah, blah, blah. And like just being really weird. Yeah, it's like he's hearing like weird radio voices talking to him in his dream. So all of a sudden he like finds a radio, turns it on um, and another voice, which he dialed back to. It was his father's voice. Kill him. You have to kill him, Jackie. And her too, because a real artist must suffer. Because each man kills the thing he loves. Because they'll always be conspiring against you, trying to hold you back and drag you down. Right this minute, that boy of yours is where he shouldn't be. Trespassing. That's what he's doing. He's a goddamn little pup. Cane him for it, Jackie. Cane him within an inch of his life. Have a drink, Jackie, my boy, and we'll play the elevator game. Then I'll go with you while you give him his medicine. I know you can do it. Of course you can. You must kill him. You have to kill him, Jackie. And her too, because a real artist must suffer. Because each man, his father's voice going up higher and higher, becomes something maddening, not human at all. Something squealing and petulant and maddening. The voice of the ghost god, the pig god, coming dead at him out of the radio. No, he screamed back. You're dead. You're in your grave. You're not in me at all. Oh my God, that's crazy. So the idea that that nightmare that he wakes up from is that that's what he was dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Is like that he wakes up and he tells Wendy like, oh, I dreamt that I killed you and I cut you into pieces and Mm -hmm. this and that. And like, that is part... But they kind of took, like, the Lloyd bartender scene and put it in... That's part of the the book book. too, though. Yeah. Yeah, it is part of the book too. But it's just like, that whole part, that backstory is like, that's the hotel affecting him on a level we're not even seeing. That's true. Do you know what I mean? It's like he's being influenced and being constantly told by like outer... We just see it in like his madness and then eventually we get in his Yeah, we see it strictly from like yeah, from like Wendy's point of view basically. It's really from her storyline point of view of seeing her husband losing his mind and not understanding the madness that he's facing. Yeah. And seeing her son struggling with lots of things. Exactly. And that's like just something that I think like when people are like, oh the movie's garbage. I'm like, it's because they had to pick up they can't possibly put that many details into yeah. the movie. Like, could you imagine that scene? It would be terrible, I think. It's true, it's true. You know, if they like, constantly were flashing into his dreams and stuff instead of just going into his foggy states. It would just states, be too much, yeah. You know, like, his foggy walk-arounds are my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, every time he goes into a new place. So, anyway, this is when he wakes up screaming and then he tells, you know, Wendy's in there and she's trying to calm him. Like, oh, what happened? He's like, oh, it was terrible. I dreamt that I cut you up in pieces. Oh, God. Like, it was just the worst. And he's just really, like, actually shooken up by yeah, it. It's the he first is. time he's very, like, I'm human. Vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. It's the first time he shows any kind of, like, humanness to him. And just really fucking, like, punch in the stomach. He's upset right now. Mm. <laughs> and she's upset, too. She starts to cry almost and is, like, by his side, like, are you okay? Like, okay, let's just calm you down. She cares. Yeah. Oh and then this gosh. is when Danny comes wandering into the room. And he's quiet. Yeah. And he's just walking straight towards them. We're coming in behind him with, on the camera. And this is the chapter in the book that's called Catatonic. He and he's just sucking so his thumb. So slowly. So yeah. slowly. 
And this is another detail that's in the book. So when she runs over to him and she's like trying to like hug him and see what's wrong with him she's and everything. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, she does like Because he looks think. weird. Like just the way he's walking in the first place. Yeah, he's he doesn't stiff notice it yet. She's and... like, are you okay, sweetie? Like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she does run over to him and she realizes he has like the marks on his neck. And she's just like, at first like, oh my God, like she what happened? She looks back at him. And then too. she looks over at Jack and that's when she's like, what did you do? She's like, how could you do this? Like, she's like, you bastard. Like, she's so mad at him because she just asked him, like, in the book anyway, sorry, when he wakes up from the dream, she asks him about, like, like, she brings that up and it really upsets him again that he had previously injured the kid. And he's like, I would never do that. Like, just losing his mind. And then the kid wanders in with these neck marks. So just had this conversation So, yeah, Yeah. it's all just kind of, like, peace. Yeah, but it still makes sense, like, just the movie alone because, like, she does know that, the dislocated shoulder. But, yeah, yeah, but, like, what they touch on, so that they say, is Wendy doesn't notice when she hugs Danny that his neck is actually wet. And his like shirt is wet, really? and that Jack is not wet at all. And that's and they're saying like this is a detail that had she have paid more attention at the time, and she wasn't in such a frantic state, yeah. perhaps it wouldn't have been like it wouldn't have made her jump to that exact conclusion, which perpetuated that part of the story. Crazy, yeah. But so, in yeah. Movie, he was definitely just dry, right? Dry I don't clothes. know. I don't know. Yeah. I think that he was wearing like a knit like sweater, so you couldn't tell that's really. True. That's you true. You know what yeah. I mean? But like anyway, yeah. Like they didn't make an effort to make that noticeable, and mm-hmm. not that they really needed to, because who's going to pick up on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not really looking for like water on and this is kind of this is the point where he kind of shuts down and becomes like only tony and he's kind of just like danny's not here anymore yeah (laughs) danny's not here mrs torrance (laughs) like yeah he's just it's scary especially before you realize that that's like his way of dealing with the shining too you're like oh my god he's possessed he's in the sunken place (laughs) yeah he is in the sunken place isn't he like he's just not here anymore but like that was just danny's way of like dealing with it yeah like he just would suppress it and be like gone yeah because he just emotionally couldn't handle it and then yeah so this is when wendy takes off with danny jack goes to the gold room which was like the big fancy luxurious ballroom and he sits down at the bar and he sees all these like 1920s people like on his way in and it's just like a little party and stuff and it's just a bump in yeah and he starts talking to he or no he puts his face down and the first thing he says like because he's so frustrated like he's looking for liquor everywhere obviously he's been dry for five months so he's just like dying right now he feels like he just wants a fucking drink he doesn't know what's going on like his wife just accused him of like attacking his son which he didn't do and he's just like what the fuck so he goes in and he just like rubs his hands over his eyes i love this whole scene like he rubs his hands over his eyes and he's like i sold my goddamn soul for a glass of beer right now yeah (laughs) and he just like rubs like brings his hands over his eyes and all of a sudden there's a full bar and the bartender is there and just like you know he's just like what'll it be yeah your wish is my command (laughs) yeah so and then like all of a sudden yeah when he looks up he's like hey lloyd and he just so casually like suddenly knows this bartender that's i know appeared and it's weird him. right yeah and he's just like slow tonight isn't it and he's just like <laughs> yeah like it's the funniest thing he's ever said in his whole life yeah like he can't handle what he's just said to this I guy know. and it's weird like like watching this you're like am i in his brain is this well happening? that's exactly these, like it's all just what is going on exactly yeah. it's the hotel interacting with him and influencing him and his like freaking downfall his mm-hmm. downward spiral into the hell that is his life yeah 
Um, he ends yeah. up like having a few drinks and then he gets yeah, he has up to a whole go. conversation with her and he talks about, sorry, sorry. I just don't want to like pass the convo, um, where he's just talking about Wendy again and talking about how like she Too ruined Lloyd. his life. Yeah. 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 How like, he's like that bitch like ruined my life. Like she's making me like, I love the little bastard. I'd never lay a hand on the fucker. Like he's just saying stuff like that. Yeah. Where like, that, those aren't terms of endearment. Like For you sure. don't love the kid at all. Clearly. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's just saying stuff like that, that it just seems like you know you don't yeah, have you know, genuine yeah. feelings here. So, like, what? who are you trying to fool? <laughs> well, I just himself. He's talking to himself. Truth. Anyways. So, yeah, he's just having a conversation with Lloyd, and then all of a sudden Wendy comes running in the room, and he just turns around, like, the bar is gone again. Yeah. Lloyd's gone. Everything's gone. Like, nothing's there anymore. Um, so, yeah, she's now freaking out. She's completely emotionally distressed, like oh my god, like, I have to tell you, like, it was, there's some crazy room in the hotel, like, she tried to strangle Danny, and, like, she's, like, he's bawling just, her like, eyes out. yeah, he's just so fucking, like, he literally says, he turns there, and he's, like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> aggressive, and then, so yeah, rude. so she's just, like, no, like, this is what happened, he's told me, he swore, and then he's, like, what room is it, and this is when, we get to meet room 237. Oh my God, I love it. It's insane. So Look this it. is one of your favorite Look scenes of the I whole movie? I drew the carpet because I love it so much. It's my carpet drawing. Nice. I literally, <laughs> bathtub, there's the lady behind oh, the counter. Oh yeah. I literally love this scene. I watched so it like seven crazy. times yesterday. I'm not kidding. He, so he like, he basically walks in and like the bathroom's on his left. Right? It's like a slow pan to this room is so luxurious. Like the carpet. Okay. Don't even get me started on this carpet. I love it. It's purple, green, and black. Like, so of the time, 70s obnoxious mm-hmm. brightness. Like, huge pattern. And it kind of looks like a mix of, like, peacock pattern mixed with fish scale pattern. Like, just blend it all together. Yeah. Anyway, so it's this huge print. And it's this slow pan through this fucking room with this, like, devastating we've like, been waiting heartbeat for this. <laughs> of slowness and, like, music. And, like, all this, like, furniture that's really nice. Everything is just set up perfectly. Lights are on. Like, you could never tell... That this was like the same fucking hotel you've been in the whole time. Because it's all like yellows, reds, oranges, warm colors. And this whole room is cool colors. Like very, very like unnerving and Mm -hmm. shocking to the system almost. So yeah, the bathroom is on the left. And just fucking opens up the bathroom door. And then he's kind of scared for a minute. Because he actually sees someone in the tub. And he's like, oh. Like, oh. Oh and this, this is just the scene. slowest, most anxiety-filled scene I know. in the world. Where, like, all of a sudden you see the arm start to move behind the curtain. And it just pulls it back. And this woman is just sitting there it's leaning like forward. year old woman. Yeah, yeah she's like, very just, like, gorgeous, beautiful. Yeah. Like, just, like, casually sitting there and says nothing. And then just stands up. And I love all of her movements. I was, like, watching her. And she just, like, is very posing. Yeah. And, like, model-esque. Like, the way she steps out of the tub. And yeah. it's, like, almost like her hand is being, like, held. Like, she has it on the wall. But it's almost like a gentleman is, like, holding her yeah, hand. And, like, right? helping her out. And I'm just, like, yeah. she's just, like, completely naked. Like, walks over to him. He's just, like, baffled. You yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't even yeah. really know what to do. And he's kind of, do. like, grinning a little yeah, stupidly at this point. Because like, he's, like, entranced by her, too. And he clearly like, does he, not love his wife. No. You know? Zero so percent. Like Whatever. a part of his mind is just like okay with this he's like yeah, yeah. bring me the hot naked lady <laughs> like, why, why is it taking me so long to come <laughs> in here that's right yeah so like yeah she walks to the middle of the bathroom and then just stops and then he walks over to her 
and then doesn't really know what to do with himself from yeah. that point. He's just kind of standing there. So she slowly raises her hands like from his stomach right? up his And chest. I'm thinking at this point that he's, she's going to like strangle I know. Him you think that. Like yeah. she did to Danny. You think, yeah, thing. exactly. Like, That's exactly so it. Is you think that he's going to do it's it. It's so much worse than that. And yeah. So <laughs> it's just like she puts her hands just like casually around his neck like they're about to have like a nice slow dance. And they do like start kissing a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He makes out with her, grabs her and just like all of a and having like a full mouthful of this awesome chick in his face and then I love the scene of the reveal because it's a zoom in on only his face yes and it's just you can see like her ear and the side of her face and some of her hair and that's it and then his eye just like looks up to the mirror behind them and then slowly it just opens yes and you're just like what 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 is it what is it and then all of a sudden it shows in the fucking mirror the reflection this decayed old woman with like sores on her from like disgusting it goes from like such a beautiful woman like just like gorgeous yeah Yeah, and then this fucking opposite. and as he pulls back from her she just lets out this laugh and it's so she's like I got you like so like uh, I don't even know how to explain it it's like witch she almost, yes. you know, like yeah. maniacal, but like she's so proud of herself that she like was able to she's turn into this so, sexy like, number and like make him want to like, kiss her in the first place. Yeah, like, like <laughs> she like seduced him into like yeah that yeah. uncomfortable. Her scene. skin is literally like falling. I know off. Like, the it French is disgusting. scene when she's like walking towards him and there's just like pit, like patches of her like draping off her face like it's so gross i literally love that makeup so much i know so good and then we're also though so at the same time that he goes into room 237 danny is actually shining to the cook dick who's very very far away right now but he's sending him a message and showing him essentially everything that jack had seen and everything that he saw when he walked in the room and he sees the old lady in the tub like a flash of the old lady yeah. in the tub and that is what danny saw when he was walking into the room and he's sending that vision to mm-hmm. the cook which is why the cook starts to make calls after this yeah scene. so anyway jack like runs out of the room backwards like he's walking backwards because he's so afraid of this woman he can't even like turn from her <laughs> i would not and either she's slowly would you? because no. of what she's sprinting i would be terrified <laughs> Yeah, I would be horrified. She scares me. She scares the shit out of me too. But like, yeah, that whole scene, like her laugh is so and her fucking good. smile. Like, get that smile off I know, off it's your so face. like gaping. Yeah. Like, just gaping and so creepy. Oh, oh they God. picked the perfect character. They did. Like, perfect actress. Her name is Billy Gibson, the old woman, and Laya Beldman was the young woman. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, they just fucking killed it i love they that both whole scene nailed it. it's like a three minute scene yeah where no one says anything and it's just perfect terrifies you yeah no that's it's awesome perfect. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true i love it so yeah anyway uh danny is sending some shining over to dick the cook at this point too showing him room 237 and like basically being like i've been in here i know it's dangerous we need help yeah shit's going wrong like fucking help us basically um, yeah, so that's when he tries to get in touch with the family at the hotel, realizes the phones are down, and then he also gets in touch with the police. And yeah. they're like, can you guys, like, radio them and just try and get in touch with them? I'll call back. Yeah. Realizes can't get through to them, and that's when he decides, like, I need to go there, because obviously something is, like, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> Like, this kid on. called me, I need to... I gotta like, do it at any yeah. cost, even though there's this huge storm, like... <laughs> yeah. So this is what's even more exciting, is, like, so after Jack leaves room 237, he is just, like, disgusted and horrified. Like, when he runs out of that yeah. room, he is running out of that room. Yeah. But then he goes back to the room and with Wendy. And happened. And she's like, 
did you see anything? What happened? She's still like really shaken. He's like, I didn't see anything. Nothing was there. Like, like how crazy is that? Yeah. He just pretends like nothing even. And it's like, and he, how like, could you shake that forgot. off? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like he completely forgot the incident even took place. It's like he went in the room and like that whole time he was just strictly in his head. So like, he's like, it must've been the room he went into. The door was open and the lights were on, but no one was in there. Yeah. That's weird. And it's weird. just so crazy to think about him. Like, going back and forth so quickly between like madness and just like another stage fine. of madness. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you don't ever really know where he's going to be when he walks into the room and you're just like, fuck. He's definitely not on team Wendy though. No. <laughs> he does not want to let her in. What's anything. even more crazy is at this point, he tries to convince Wendy that Danny has given these marks to himself. Yeah. And that's the most She's like, that's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, like those marks are a fucking aggressive mark on our kid's neck. Like he didn't fucking try and strangle himself. Yeah. <laughs> like to this degree, it didn't happen. So anyway, yeah, Wendy is just freaking out at him, kind of like confused. She doesn't understand what's going on about this room. And Jack just fucking snaps on her again. And he's like, it is so fucking typical of you to behave like this when I finally have a chance to accomplish something. Yeah. And she like, she's saying, yeah. I want to take Danny to the, to a doctor. Like we should leave. Like right. he needs to see someone. And that's when he just like, he's like, we're not leaving the hotel. Like yeah. he's just like, no. <laughs> He's crazy. Like he's saying, like this is your fault. Like what? Oh, would that make you happy if I just went back and shoveled snow in Colorado? Like is that what you want? Yeah. Like just fucking totally mediocre irrational. life. <laughs> just, like, yeah. He's just like, yeah, irrational. Exactly. Like the reactions that he's giving to the I know. scenario, and are how just like absurd. Cal- like relatively calm she is being to how nuts he is. Like you I know. know. What I mean? Well, she's just so scared of him. I yeah. Think. And also she's just, just trying to keep so him calm sweet and being yeah. like understanding of like I'm trying to help you and yeah. trying to help her son like why are you being like she just doesn't understand like why are you opposed to this like this is a very normal thing to want for a child right now (laughs) medical attention makes sense like so anyway jack leaves the room he storms off he starts knocking shit over and just like upset and she's just fine with that right like she wants to be left alone um and then this is when he goes back to the gold room and the party is happening now this Mm -hmm. time like the new year's ball or the ball the july ball is kind of like taking place and everybody's there and everybody's paying attention to him and he sits at the bar and lloyd serves him again and guy's just like no charge mr torrance you know like we're not gonna accept your money here your money's no good orders from the house and he's like i'm the kind of man who likes to know who's buying my drinks He's so fucking so mad random. about this. Yeah. Um, and the butler, like, he's just, like, insisting, like, nope, just don't worry about it. It's not for you to know yet kind of thing he says to him or something yeah. along those lines. Like, just basically, like, I'm letting you know you're in a state of madness, but you're not allowed to know how mad yet. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll just tell drink you that, that. Part later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's actually, like... Because, do you think he's actually, he's not actually drinking, but is his brain, like, you know what I mean? Do you think he's actually, like, drunk after all these drinks he's having in his imaginary little, like, like, what do you think? It's like, I, I do think that while he's in those scenes, he believes that they're real, right? Yeah. Like, while, the, so while he he's in the madness, so he probably is. believes yeah. the alcohol. But in the book, it does say the 20 imaginary drinks that he's put back, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But I don't really know if that's from, like, his perspective or from the narrative perspective, mm-hmm. you know, of, like... We know he's doing that. Does he know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it is it is really interesting. So yeah, he gets up and starts like dancing around and just having a gay old time yeah. at this party. And then this is when he gets bumped into by the butler. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I've just made such a mess of you. Come to the men's room, the gentleman's room. I'll get you cleaned right up in just a minute. No problem. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh, what are they calling you around here, Jeeves? And he's like, Grady, sir. Delbert Grady. And he's like, Grady, and this is the name of the man who formerly was the caretaker and massacred mm. his family there. Yeah. So he's like, I recognize you. 
He's like, you were the former caretaker here. And he's like, no, sir, I'm afraid you have me mistaken with someone else like, kind of thing. And he just scene, plays there's it so, so many, like, like silent moments as well. Yeah. Of them just kind of, like, looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's really good. I like that because it's, like, there's no forcefulness between the dialogue. Like, they're not constantly just trying to get lines yeah. out. Yeah. They're just, like, hanging out. His jacket's being cleaned off. And Jack is just making a very odd, unusual conversation like he normally does. Mm. <laughs> and, like, he's just saying very nonchalantly weird things yeah. that you don't normally and talk And he's like, about. I have no recollection of that. Like, but he's I'm just like, the... <laughs> well, no, yeah, he's like, you were the caretaker here and you killed your whole family and stuff like that. And yeah, that's what he said. He's like, I have no recollection about doing that, sir. Like, he's he just kind of so casual. Like, you've always been the caretaker here. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, that's what he says to him. He does pull that out and just be Which like... he's like, what? And he's, yeah, he is also so like what do you mean by that kind of thing and he's like and i just want you to know when my family got out of line i had to correct their behavior Mm -hmm. and then he starts to talk about like your wife doesn't see what your ultimate purpose is just the way that my wife didn't see my ultimate purpose and she got out of line she holds you back from doing what you need to do and stuff yeah and just like and my children when they my my girls got out of line i corrected their behavior and when my wife tried to interfere with my objective i corrected her behavior yeah correct i love how he puts that like correcting them oh my god terrifying and then he also tells jack about Danny's power. Yeah. And he's like, he's very he's, powerful. Yeah, and he's bringing like, more help here. He's bringing help him. and you need to correct his behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you need to correct him and blah, blah, blah. So like, this <gasps> is just so freaking crazy to think about. So after Jack leaves the bathroom, this is when he decides that he needs to remove their ability to communicate with the outside world. So he, he goes straight to, to the radio, which is right now trying to reach them based yeah. on the cook's call. So they're trying to reach them and check in and see that they're doing okay. And he goes in and just takes out like the spark All plugs the in this. Yeah. And like, so like this thing can't work anymore. And like, he, they can no longer communicate. And yep, he just goes back to writing like nothing happened. All of a sudden, yeah. he's just sitting down and like type, 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 type. He's <laughs> just fucking typing away, right. and that's it. He's just fucking fine. And then Danny is still stuck in his like Tony catatonic state. Um, and then this is when Wendy is downstairs. She's looking for Jack, and she finds his writing and she reads it. She starts yeah. to read all of his papers. And just written, as everybody knows the line, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Over and it's just and written over. over in so many different paragraph forms. Yeah, types, I love that quoted. part. Yeah, it's Misspelled so sometimes because he was just like clicking just away. Just typing, typing, yeah. typing, 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 <sighs> typing. And it's just like pages upon pages like upon hundreds. pages. Yeah, yeah, of just all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And the Especially, whole time she's looking through that, the way they film it too, you're expecting like an axe above her head any minute. I know. Oh my god. I know, god. they leave you just like looming like, in looking, terror for yeah. so long. Ugh. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is when all of a sudden Jack is just fucking coming over to her and freaking out that she's like going through stuff and like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just so upset. Like, why are you here? And he's like, she's like, I wanted to talk to you about something. He's like, talk to me about what? And she's like, I can't, he's I can't like, remember let's, now. Let's talk. <laughs> I got distracted by your what fucking What do you want to talk about? Like, he's loop. just, yeah. <laughs> 
like he's like you're confused like you forgot like yeah he's so just crazy. like taunting her and he's wa- this is like a good scene too because he's oh, slowly approaching iconic. her similar to how room 237 lady is approaching him right. and she's backing away from him slowly like yeah. and she ends up like ge- being backed into the the main stairs and like slowly going up the stairs and as she's going up the stairs, she's like, she starts swinging. She has like a baseball bat oh with her. She God. starts swinging it, and he's like, "Stop swinging!" She's the holding bat. it like halfway, I know. and not even like swinging that hard. I know. And it's so close to him too, and not even that fast. So I know. I'm just like waiting for him to like grab Got the fucking from bat from. Like it's so frustrating to watch her back up these stairs and just be so like. <laughs> doing these little half yeah. swings i'm like fuck uh, yeah and she's you're just, gonna die yeah he's just she's like she's like don't hurt me don't blah, like just leave me alone or whatever and he's like wendy darling light of my life i'm not gonna hurt you i'm just gonna bash your fucking brains in yeah that's like <laughs> so and we've been amazing. waiting for this moment too for him to just literally just turn snap, into a killer like yeah. yeah he just snaps on her <sighs> And just, so like, good. wants to fucking hurt her. And now it's finally the point where, like, he no longer has to wear a face and pretend like he doesn't want yeah. to. It's like, this is what he's been trying to build up to the whole time. And then um, he's like, stop swinging the bat, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, eventually, though, she does end up winning this yeah. confrontation physically. She, and she hits him. Downstairs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he falls down the stairs. So, fortunately, he's unconscious just long enough that she drags him to the kitchen. Yes. And then also locks him in the dry food storage But area. how frustrating is it when she has him like right next to the fucking fridge door and she's like trying the handle trying the handle trying the handle and then on like the 10th time she's like oh maybe i should take this pin out yeah (laughs) but anyway she did what she needed to do anyway i love how he was like slowly coming back to and then he's kind of like what are you doing like it almost seems like normal jack again you know what i mean he's like What's going on? Like, yeah, and it, it's like at this point he oh. is because he's not being controlled. And then like, yeah, he's so like, because he's just, he's just desensitized. You're right. Like yeah. he's shaken and he's just so like, what are you doing? Like, don't, what are you, why are you leaving me? Don't leave me in here. But like, she ends up just closing the door. And then as soon as that happens it. again, it's like that rage spark just clicks right? in him again. And he just turns. <laughs> like, and that's the best part. He tries part, to manipulate that, like, her. Yeah. Like he's like at first like screaming at her, like, just let me out of here. And then he's just like. When you hurt my head, I need real to go to the bad. hospital. Like, like just yeah. like yeah, I'm feeling like, dizzy, like trying to play at her heartstrings. You fucking asshole. Like, yeah, no. and then just like the longer it takes her to respond, the more and more angry he's right? getting, and then you can just see it like building under his skin and like mm-hmm. fucking upset. So this is when all of a sudden Danny is also freaking out and writes red rum for the first time. Like he's walking around the room being like red rum. Red Ram and like mom is just passed out in the bed because yeah, she's exhausted. She can finally sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After dragging her fucking psychopathic husband into the food locker. And yeah, so he ends up telling her too uh, about the spark plugs. He's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, go and try and communicate. Go check the fucking rover outside that you're trying to get away in. He fucking also dismantled that. Yeah. So they also can't escape anywhere unless they go by foot, which no is not going to happen because yeah. the snow is like 20 feet deep. And if you sink to the bottom it's of that, hot. bye. So, um, yeah, so the kids writing Red Rum on the door ends up being one of the most iconic scenes. Like, we talked Mm -hmm. about, like, the way that he writes it and everything is just so great. 
Um, and then he starts screaming at what's He starts to yell, yeah, <laughs> to like wake her up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? And then she like hugs worst, him and she, she screams it. too. That's like if you got woken up by that fucking freaky ass voice, like I, I would know. scream too. I would be horrified. Like, why are you yelling this at me? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, she hugs the, she hugs Danny and then she sees in the mirror the reflection of red rum, which says murder. Mm-hmm. And she obviously is fucking horrified. And this is when Jack ends up having like a conversation with Grady outside of the room again. He wakes yeah. up after like a like a long sleep in there and Grady is just like I don't think that you're able to fulfill your purpose here none of us do actually we've all lost faith in you and like this is the hotel like taunting him yeah. further being like we don't think you have what it takes to fulfill your whole destiny here so we think we're just gonna like leave you in this room how about that and it's essentially like taunting Jack of like I can do it yeah. like you're challenging me exactly. how like, dare if you if they open the door you better go kill yeah, them and that's, what, <laughs> and that's exactly it it's like if you let open this door basically like I will do it just mm-hmm. do it and the fucking hotel unlocks the door, the door for him insane right and lets him out and he just this is when he takes off with the fucking axe yeah. <laughs> so he just starts fucking axing towards them uh this is when wendy hides in the bathroom mm-hmm. for another fucking crazy iconic scene she yeah. gets danny out the window she can't fit and it won't like budge anymore of course and jack nicholson is breaking the fucking door down yes with an and i love how she like eventually is just like i can't get out of here and so she's just sitting there in absolute terror in the tub yeah like, she's just like climbing the tub and just landing against just the wall with waiting, a knife like, like just like screaming every time out. he at, like hits the door yeah. that's such a good scene it too was she her, her fear is so believable. Like, I know, right? Just insane. So good. And then at one point, they both are kind of like silent because they hear a snow... What do they call the snow cats? Like a snow Yeah, it's like, sorry, yeah, like they roll snow. on up and they're both kind of like, oh, fuck. Yeah, they both stop. And that's what stops the scene yeah. from like... He was almost through the door. Yeah, like he does the here's Johnny point. And then like (laughs) fucking they hear that thing and they both just stop for a second. And she's standing there like holding the knife paused. And he's standing there listening, like not understanding too. Because Mm -hmm. this is all just interrupting this moment of chaos. I know. And they're like, what do you mean? (laughs) And then he kind of like leaves. And I'm wondering why she stays in the bathroom for so fucking long. I would too. (sighs) I'd be afraid that he's just right outside the door. That's true. That's true. I'd be horrified. She's paralyzed with fear. Yeah, like... So uh, this is when, yeah, so it's Dick who ends up arriving, the head chef. He flew in. He ends up, like, wanting to help the family, and he comes there, and all of a sudden he starts calling out into the it's hotel. It's so frustrating, though, because she's in the bathroom paralyzed with fear. She hears the fucking thing come up, and there's that tiny window she can't fit through, but don't you think she could have went up to the window and screamed out and been like... Like, everything's not okay here. Shit's fucked. He's coming for you with an... You yeah, know what I mean? Instead yeah. of letting her walk in and too. just be like, hello? <laughs> like, I know. I thought about that, too. Like, she... Yeah, it, he pulls up literally, like, right outside the right window. Right outside the window. And it's right where Danny just escaped. Like, everything. So it's kind of... Yeah, it was frustrating. And it shows, like... Because like, it's so stormy outside. You help. watch, like, the light from the window just, like, get further and further away. And then it's just like, oh, he's not gonna... He's not gonna know what's coming. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he just walks in and unfortunately meets his untimely death. <gasps> he's because around as he's walking corner. around, yeah, Jack is just kind of stalking him silently through the giant hall, <laughs> front entrance room, and then yeah, just fucking axe, axe. to the chest, done, dead, Bye. just like that. Um, yeah, so this is when Danny outside ends up hiding behind the kind of snowmobile thing, and then Jack is on the hunt for him outside now. He has the axe in hand, yeah. yelling for him, turns on all the lights outside, and then, like, Danny just, like, takes off into the maze. 
Which is like such a horrifying idea, but like I you know, don't have it, anywhere else to go. Honestly, like, don't you think it's kind of the best place to be given the circumstances? Because if sort you just of. go into like, but the it's snowstorm, like if you get stuck into a dead end. It's true. You know what I mean? So it's like you're cornered. It's true. With a guy with an axe. Yeah. So yeah. like, <laughs> but I love how he handles that though. Like he's a smart little kid. Yeah. He runs to a certain extent, and then he's like, he wait a minute. Yeah. Like yeah. he can see my tracks, and he steps in the same ones he was going in, which is like the cutest little scene. And he takes his sweet little time, <laughs> and then he like dips into like this side thing, and is just kind of like waiting. Oh, it's intense. I know. It's very it is scary. really intense yeah and like oh yeah he so yeah he's waiting in there for him and then eventually does make it out luckily Crazy. and gets his to, mom's waiting yeah She's his mom's like, there and they, they hug getting... for way too long also which was a little frustrating but horror movies like it's sucks yeah, this true. way they're like let's embrace for like four minutes and then get in the snow cat and leave <laughs> yeah yeah and then the whole thing happens where jack is still in the maze he's lost because he's never been in it before yeah. so like that's something different too to consider like danny is quite familiar he's probably been in the maze a few times so he at least knows probably some ways around mm-hmm. a little bit like might recognize an area yeah. here and there and be like oh yeah this way is the way out kind yeah. of thing so like and I think Jack he had the footprints to follow whereas I think at one point Jack went where they hadn't really gone because he's like this kid's smart like you know well, what I mean Jack I think is he went like, yeah way. Jack is both like drunk on madness and <laughs> frozen right now because he's not yeah. appropriately dressed it's a yeah. huge fucking Colorado winter 20 feet of snow outside it's probably like minus 40 degrees celsius yeah. there like it's cold and, and he's probably all sweaty someone. from axing those doors in and that exactly. sweat just gets cold real Frozen. fast yeah exactly yeah. so yeah he's just running around this maze and then yeah he starts to lose track of where the tracks were and he's like trying to yell and he's just like Wednesday. grunting and like <laughs> throwing himself talk. around eventually and he eventually just has to like give up because he can't fucking literally his body yeah. cannot go on any longer and he just like collapses, collapses into, into the, the snowbank Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that scene. Like that's that's such a co- like common meme these days. Too. I know it frozen is his Jack frozen Nicholson. face. Like, why? I know. I know. What is the obsession with that? I think it's just because he looks like kind of goofy. Almost. It, it like, does look really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it is like intense yeah. to think about of like that would be horrifying to stumble upon. Yeah. But from this perspective, it is like comedic almost it is because so of his funny. like expression is just like. Yeah, <laughs> and it just shows them getting away in the snowcat, and that's basically how the first Shining ends. Yeah, and that's all we know about which is like, so the cool because it's like, like we don't know what happens after that. We can imagine. I really like. I really like too. that. Me too. There was also I read somewhere an alternate like they had a different ending before, where it was something about um, like they went to the hospital after to like make sure everything was okay. And then he, like, someone says to her, to Wendy, they're like, we looked around the whole hotel and, like, nothing's out of order there. Which is, like, an interesting thing. But they decided to, like, cut that ending and keep it just ambiguous because that kind of, like, pulls the rug out too too much from, like, you know? Like, it's way better to draw your own conclusions and kind of just be like, that's what's up. I agree, yeah. Yeah. Like, the ambiguity is always, like, the better choice for an ending, I feel like. As long as it's, like, not just like mindless loopholes that are yeah. left open which it wasn't though it no. was like a conclusion it was like those two got away and I the didn't died. I, when I first sat out to like watch this movie I did not think that they would survive I thought that they would that's the whole thing right is like you're sure that yeah. like they're not gonna make it out like no one's gonna survive but it's just so brilliant this. it's just so brilliant that it do- that, that doesn't happen yeah. but it's still t- it's still scary it's still got like these amazing scenes where you're just completely captivated because Kubrick takes his fucking time and you're there for it you know <laughs> like wheeling around the hotel or it's like true. the woman out of the shower or even the conversation in the bathroom with Lloyd it's yeah, just like yeah. sentence by 
sentence we're getting like piece of the story. I know. Oh, it's just so and good. just the delivery was like so excellent too. The cast couldn't have her been acting more phenomenal. Yeah, like she was so yeah. true to her character of just being such a passionate mom, cares for her kids so much. That I is know the it's number true. one she priority was, like, here. So fucking yeah, on like point throwing herself role, like, on the line to like save him at any cost. Like just so sweet. And then like her just like casualness of just like oh how's it going, hun? You having a good day? Like she's just so like nice and like upbeat country girl kind of like you know you can just tell she just seems so like genuine and like yeah. kind at heart and you just Met wonder how guy. you ever meet someone like Jack like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh my god oh dear so and the then, very I'm sorry were you what no were you, you go I don't know I was gonna say so the very last scene is actually of the zoom in so like they go back into the hotel and they zoom in on the picture yeah of the ball. and that's when you see Jack Nicholson as the essentially caretaker and among all the people and it's really interesting because it ties back into what he said at the beginning of like when i first went there it felt like i'd been there before like i I know it's around every turn and i knew it was gonna be in each room can you explain what do you think that picture is there's so many different like what do you think the picture um i don't know i don't know it's kind of crazy like it's open to so much interpretation like either it could be like the hotel kind of making the history that and like because he came or like maybe I don't even know it's so it's so it's way too deep I can't I can't even fucking wrap my head around it well it's what interesting do you think? right it's like <laughs> it's like from okay like from the strictly from the perspective of like from the movie is like is it that Jack Nicholson or Jack Torrance in modern day is actually the spirit of that person yeah. a being from the hotel who's sent out into the world to try and bring more victims back like his kid being having the shine to him, which is what the hotel which wants Which is what to they're eat. hungry for. Yeah. It, you wonder okay. if like that's what happened or like if it possesses people to look like them or reborn. Do you just think that after today, after seeing the second movie? Or... No, I've thought about this okay. a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you read the book. So you know more about the hungriness of the hotel. See, like I haven't read either of the I definitely books. recommend the book. Yeah. Like, uh, the Shining anyway. I, I feel like it would sleep, explain but, yeah. more of like how, like, because in, which, we'll, which we're about to get into, but Dr. Sleep, they kind of explain a little bit more about like what's going on, you know? And that's the only access that I had to that. But you kind of like... Yeah, like, so I, again, like, I honestly haven't read the book in, like, 15 years, properly, mm-hmm. probably, like, 10 years, maybe. I don't know, like, yeah. it's been a while. I did, like, read probably, like, 50 pages the other day of, like, random bits, like, the part that I read today mm-hmm. and, like, stuff like that. But, like, just getting back into it, I actually do plan to sit down and read it again re-read now it, because yeah. it's actually, like, so good. And, like, I used this word before for um, another Stephen King book for Pet Cemetery. It is devourable. Mm-hmm. Like, I just find that, like, once you start to read the sentences and you learn the characters, at that point... You're hooked. The, yeah, everything you just need to know what's constantly yeah. unfolding next and like you can't put it down no. like I was turning pages the other day right. like Jeremy was talking to me on the bed and I'm literally just like I can't hear you like I'm fucking I'm, I'm in, in the, the shining yeah, I'm in the shining <laughs> I'm reading the shining right now get out of here that's so funny and actually, yeah so you think that it what do you think that picture was so like well that's what I kind of just like to like leave the theory open right but you put now. me on the spot I know. and then now you're just gonna I say know. like I don't know it's no, ambiguous no, 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 like, no. I like to leave the theory open though because I kind of like hope one day you'll read the book and then we can talk okay. about it more you know what I mean I'll, like, I don't, have, I'll yeah. be armed with more info okay cool yeah yeah that's all I just yeah, like, I like one day like you don't have to read the book but I mean it would be cool if you did and then like eventually yeah. we can talk about it instead of it's like it's crazy yeah <laughs> 
but okay, so we actually just got back from seeing Dr. Sleep. We did, yeah. And what's your overall like feeling about it? So, okay, so going into it, first off, neither of us have read the book. Yeah. Um, I know the synopsis of the book briefly. Yeah. Like, I've, and I, I knew, looked it up I and knew like, like what the gist would be going in. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, we knew the gist of the storyline. Yeah. I know that it's the sequel to The Shining. I know we're following Danny, aka Dan now, Dor- Dan Torrance, and like his struggle with alcoholism and like what happened at yeah. the Overlook Hotel as a child, obviously, like has a great effect on oh, who yeah. he became as an adult. Um, so yeah, just showing through like his kind of beaten down life. But anyway, so overall going into the movie, I was expecting it to be, I guess, like probably a little worse than it was in a way. Okay. Yeah. No, I can, I can, I can respect <laughs> that. Honestly, the trailer does not, did not like entice me too much. It sure. felt a little bit. I don't know. I wasn't as it's excited more, by the trailer. It's a little less horror and a little more fantasy. Yeah, in or a lot like of regards. not superhero, but you know what I mean. Like kind of like you mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it definitely is element. more like powers and like things like that, focusing on a different, different angle mm-hmm. of of those kinds like of like drama and, with yeah. some action yes. rather than like horror. It's true. Yeah, it was definitely not like a strong, like deep, impactful horror film. Yeah. in in that regard, but it was a strong film in its own right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I did think that it was actually like better than I guess I was kind of anticipating. Like I knew it was going to be good in the sense of Mike Flanagan is directing and like, I knew all like the cast would be good, etc. Mm-hmm. But I guess like going into it, I just didn't know if I would like the content and I ended up enjoying most of it. Yeah, like, I did enjoy most of it, most of it too. I think that where it was not like, I just feel like they could have tightened up the storyline a little bit. For sure. It did. It could have been maybe half an hour shorter. And they could have, t- they could have yeah. like just made those, like connected those dots a little bit faster for it us. It did seem like, yeah, they, certain there were so many details and so bit. many things that like, yeah, absolutely. I agree. They could have just tightened up like. Cause it was it good. There was again. good scenes yeah. and I was up, I was so engaged like up until like a certain point and then I'm just like, okay, like let's propel the story. Yeah. Here. Yeah. And like, <laughs> again, like we've had this happen before where we've talked about like going to current films yeah. and in the theaters where the movies are kind of just like too long to be long. People, you can hear people shifting around mm-hmm. and coughing and they start to like eat their food again and stuff because everybody's just like waiting for like the rest of us because we're all just like okay guys like we've been sitting here already for two hours like yeah. you need to wrap this up i know yeah <laughs> so, i do like the first scene was awesome though didn't you like that I the did. violent scene yeah like, Ooh, yeah crazy. that was a great introduction to like the whole like like what Idea. we were going to be following here mm-hmm. um so we this get to meet girl, rose violet. the hat yeah this little girl like wanders away from her mom her mom's like hey don't be too long like blah 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 she says she's she, going to look for flowers yeah in, like, flowers she like, got like a little bundle of them yeah. <laughs> and fucking rosie is sitting by the water water's yeah. edge singing this beautiful song she's got like the most beautiful flowers like from a florist in her hand yeah <laughs> and she has on like a flowery dress and a hat yeah. she looks very approachable and sweet exactly. and friendly which right? is the whole idea right because like you know right away that she's trying to seduce this child because immediately she just appears with flowers nearby and like is sitting on a rock and you know mm-hmm. the kid goes kind of like right over to her because she seems like a sweet lady that's yeah, just and her flowers are so beautiful too it's right and that's obviously Ooh. you know the kid's like trying to pick these things and yeah. wants to find some stuff so yeah that's 
our what introduction. Is, what is the deal? Like, because when she's talking to Violet too, she's like, I bet you're wondering why I wear this funny hat all the time. Like, hat. I wear it all the time. People actually call me, like, Rosie the Hat or something. Yeah, that's like Like, why? what's with the hat? So, I feel like that's probably explained deeper in the book, maybe. Yeah, because it was, they didn't really explain it. They had, like, these random moments where she's like, don't touch my hat. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, like, why? Yeah, it obviously <laughs> is something that she uses as, like, a source of power. Yeah. How, I don't know. Yeah. Like, it seems to be some kind of relevant object that's connected to her, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But anyway. But anyway. So, yeah, she's very uh, particular about her hat, and she can, like, do kind of otherworldly magical things mm-hmm. in a way where like she's like oh just look just a normal hat nothing up my sleeves and then she makes like a violet flower appear yeah. and that's the same name as the little girl exactly which is why she shows it to her and she's and she eats it and it's actually really funny because like you can eat flowers like, yeah. some of them are edible and it was just anyway the kid's like you can't eat flowers I'm like it's again child <laughs> yeah <laughs> people so say you funny. can't <laughs> and she like gives her uh, one of the pretty flowers and stuff and yeah. the one that came out of her hat and then like at one point like there's this man in the forest behind her she's like don't worry about that guy that's my yeah, friend I loved that actually like that whole scene the way that they did that terrifying scene was really great where it's literally just like oh don't worry about him he's just my friend don't you want to see more magic and it's yeah. just like pay attention and here. then like 10 people show up around in this like semi-circle and yeah, she, the girls are getting like, nervous a riverbank too so like she has no <gasps> other direction to like run in at right? all and like she can tell something's not right and then like this is tries to the leave the woman like grabs her arm and she's like well I think I should like return back to my mom now and yeah. then she grabs her tight and she doesn't let it's like it go. she starts bleeding yeah. too and then the people just close in yeah. even more it's just brutal like, yeah they Especially devour this little her girl like, was like the cutest little girl I've ever so seen she was so sweet yeah <gasps> But she had to die. She died. It was crazy, man. That's a crazy way to just like open the movie. It was just like, here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They just let you have it. (laughs) So they're like, just so you know, here's the people we're following this time around. Here's your new villain. (laughs) And then it shows us Danny and it basically like we're piecing his previous night together with him. And he like wakes up in bed and has like a flash of all these shots and like him hooking up with this girl and yeah, like so like many lines of cocaine fighting with someone yeah. at a pool table it's cool like, how they just, shot that I really I liked agree, it I, I really liked it it just yeah. showed him like waking up so hungover and then we just get flashes of like his night and explains why he got this black eye it explains like, like how this girl's naked next to him exactly. right now and whose kid this is in the summer apartment right? that he's in and like where his money went he's just like and he ends up taking her this. money right yeah he does take her money so was she was she she dead? No. No. No, she was she vomited. Out. Like, there was vomit in the bed. Yeah, but so she... So I was like, she did she vomit as far as I know, choke on her dead. vomit? That's I what know. I mean. Because, like, later they come back to, like, almost haunt him, kind of. Like, do you right. think... They haven't found us yet. Like, the little boy says that. Oh, right. So do you think Ew, that, the, that she was legitimately right. dead, and then he just, like, leaves the boy there with some Cheez-Its to munch on, and, like, flees the city? Like, That's is that bad. why he... Like, Danny's just such an a good character. To, like, but, right? like, but at this time, though, you have to think, like, this is when he's it's still drinking. It's his lowest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he does drink to deal with, like, his whole life it's at true. this point. He became his father, in a sense. Like, he even says at a certain point in the movie that, like, this is the main connection he's ever had with his father is, like, alcoholism. Yeah. Because he didn't know him for very long, and when he did know him he tried to kill him so exactly like, yeah. you know it was like that was like some his, daddy issues his first like real connection is alcoholism and now he had, yeah. like he was trying to silence the shining as well yeah right? like so anyway. so he flees town he basically like gets on a bus and goes yeah, who he knows where to leave and he kind of follows like a, a hidden like shining message like he doesn't realize it but like he's just drawn to this town anyway 
and he just settles there and it seems like almost like either the good energy of the friend that he meets there or Mm -hmm. the energy from the girl that he ends up meeting later on someone's or something drew him to that point because it was accessible to these new parties that he would need to go forward in life right so and like the nicest person in the entire world Billy Freeman basically they like run into each other at the park because he's looking at the train he's just kind of like he doesn't even know why he's here or what he's doing or where he's gonna stay yeah literally and so he's just like looking around and he's checking out this train he's like oh sorry he's like don't worry like everyone loves to like look at it like what's your story they kind of like have a little bit of small talk yeah just get good feelings from like both of them he's like yeah you look like you're new here kind of thing I can tell yeah. you're like fresh off the bus sort of thing. He's like, are you running from something? Blah, blah, blah. He's like kind of running from myself. And they, he's like, that's a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they just kind of click right away. And Billy, like what a sweet man. Anyways, I know, he, he gets him so a sweet. room to stay in. Yeah, he like vouches for him <laughs> yeah. with his landlord. The landlord like... was so fucking funny. She's like, the last guy freaking put up this blackboard and like, it's great though because now I can, now I can, I can keep just this, make this, this easy for her yeah. face every day. Like 80 five dollars a week and like behave, behave. <laughs> I love her like capital letters so behave. fucking much and then he he's basically first off like, though wait 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 yeah where do we get to stay for $85 a week? <laughs> Tell me where rent costs less than $400 a month. Like, I will live in that place. Very true. I guess, because it's kind of like just a room. It was like a like, bachelor. there was no kitchen. Like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, it, that that's was all true. Like, so maybe it space. was like, yeah. Maybe. So, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's But it was true. such a cool room. I'd love to stay in that room. There's like open brick and it's know, like an attic and it's like so an fucking attic, cool. Yeah, like, like three window points. It was fucking gorgeous. I know, me too. Obviously, both of us just like set up camp. Take it. <laughs> I fucking love it. And he's like, I'll set you up with a job the next day too. And then um, he has like a restless sleep, I guess. I don't know. But he goes to knock on Billy's door and he's kind of just like, can we talk for a bit? And that's where I guess they have a conversation and they're both kind of recovering alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And he ends up taking him to a meeting as well. Yeah. Billy takes uh, takes Danny there or Dan there. Sorry. Yeah. Now. He goes by Dan as an adult. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, Billy takes Dan there and just like... Yeah, I guess I'm just kind of see like here's a place maybe that you belong. You know exactly. what I mean? Like maybe we can help you here. Maybe and he gets a 24 here. hour chip. I know, which is so nice. Yeah. That is so sweet. Just like I feel like that's really like a such cool an milestone. encouraging thing for people who are trying to get off the way or like get, yeah, for sure. Not not be an, an addict at any point and just having that small little bit of encouragement of like here's a thing to celebrate for sure you. no like, exactly you like so, that's actually you know? so awesome yeah yeah and i think that isn't this the is this the first night when he has that dream or no sorry not a dream but when he does wake up is this when the arm is around him or does that happen later i think that's like a few nights later okay. But, um, well, I know at a certain point it passes for like months and then all of a sudden he's like sober and like, well, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't know yeah, if that's no, when it happens I think or if it happens right, I think it's right like, when he moves it's, there. It's pretty soon after he moves yeah, there for sure. Yeah, that's right. Cause he but is he like does get to up. meet, um the head of the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting too. Yeah. And he, at the end, he kind of like goes up to him. He's like, hey, wait. Cause he saw that he like went to like he's like playing check with his, he's checking his, his wrist realized, you know yeah, and then walks on. away and like Danny Dan I was gonna say Danny yeah, too. we could just right. whatever yeah. um <laughs> runs up to him and he's like hey like your watch like you were worried about that kid with that bone disease um the watch is on top of the hope soap dispenser because he like hospital. well ask the hospital yeah, like after he washed his hands he's like, like oh <laughs> and the next day he ends up finding it and bringing back yeah he's, like, he's in his office yeah he's like oh I don't know I just just like a thought 
Yeah. <laughs> intuition. Like, intuition, I guess, <laughs> just like came to me. And yeah. the guy's like, it's it's definitely more than that. And then he's <laughs> like, kind of like, are you a religious man? Blah, blah, blah. And like at one point, I guess he was. And so this guy thinks he'd be a great person to work in the hospice. He's like, does death scare you? He's like, no, we're all dying. Yeah, like we're literally so, like, all. Yeah. Like, no, like people are always dying, whatever. <laughs> Fine. So, but actually that's kind of interesting to me though, because I feel like he, as a person might say yes. Like Dan, as a person, as I an know. adult, would be like, I actually don't want to be near anywhere that anyone that's dying because I had a really, tra- and also like, like I had the most traumatic fucking <laughs> childhood yeah. ever. Yeah, really. So. I love that though. I love that he got he has like purpose in life, and he's kind of like getting back on his feet, yeah. and he's working at this hospice. And then yeah, like you said before, like before he's like sober, it jumps ahead in time, but before that happens, he's like lying in bed, and there's this like arm over his body and you know at this point that he's living by himself it's like that one of his first nights in his new place so you know there's no one like supposed to be there with him Ugh. and something that's awesome that wakes him up though is there's like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you see the arm so, and then uh, like yeah. he tries to get out of bed and the arm just grabs his arm really quick and then he like gets away from it and then it's just gone do you think that because later they talk about the black flies and he's like that's when something died or whatever and so this arm is over him and he kind of slinks away and sees that it's that woman that he basically left and she's all like decrepit and like gross looking and then you also see that she's holding like that's her son that like turns and speaks to him too I can't remember what he says but he's just like yeah I don't know if he says anything it's so scary it's so fucking freaky I know it's so freaky but now that I like I think this just clicked for me now maybe she did die or maybe the boy died that day too because like the fly that he woke up to like that's his whole right. signal for death so maybe like yeah the girl was dead when he left and then today the boy died because it was like they never th- i think they're saying they something like, like they didn't the find us there, yeah. they still they, haven't what, found us they oh, said, yeah. which is haunting it's so sad yeah oh my god and that's something to think about right is that like that's definitely on his conscience now it's like oh, his sure. decisions have like now caused another death and like mm-hmm. good people are dying because of him even inadvertently and so, so like true. that's like a hard thing for him to swallow i'm sure now that he's sobering up and like accepting his fate and like yeah. realizing what he is and like he kind of just like hates himself really through life like yeah. you kind of get that feeling that like he just doesn't care about himself that much because he just wants to block out the shining and then just keep on whatever yeah like. exactly and at one point we meet this little girl who's like the cutest little thing she's like five years old it's birthday. her birthday party yeah. there's like a magician her she name's abra especially because like other magicians like does anybody know a magic word and, and she's like putting her hand up yeah <laughs> he's like good one oh my god so cute the magician's doing all these tricks and she's like i can do that I can do that. <laughs> I can like, do that too. That's nice, sweetie. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, let me do my fucking show. Yeah. So he like ends up having like a spoon on his nose and on his hands. He's like, has anybody seen my spoons? Like, yeah. just doing a trick and stuff and whatever. And she, that's when one of the things she's like, I can do that. She's like, I do stuff like that. Yeah. Whatever. And you're kind of like, okay. And like, nothing's happening. But then all of a sudden, the dad brings the cake inside, and then the mom is just standing in the kitchen, she's like staring scared. at the ceiling. And she, but he's, he's looking, looking at, at the floor. floor. <laughs> he sees forks on the ground, and he's like, "What the hell?" He's like, What's forks going on? and knives. He's just like. What's going he's on? Like, what sweetie? happened? And she's then just she's like just not like, even saying anything. <laughs> she just like grabs his arm and like pats him and like look up and then he's just staring and all of a sudden all the spoons are like at magnetized the, fucking to the ceiling. ceiling, like twirling slowly. Right. And you're just like 
like adorados <laughs> yeah. yeah and she's sitting yeah. there she's like see i told you i could do it and they're like yeah, like uh. Abra comes in and she's like yeah so proud of herself she's like i did it you know and they're and but the look they give her like discouraged like hurts yeah. her and she realizes like she knows she's not normal and that like they don't like that she's like no that she, they, they this, don't understand this stuff so, yeah like, this isn't cool she gets her and all of a sudden all the spoons come crashing Which is down such a loud scary noise and it would be too like yeah it would be yeah so it was so Started. How are they that many spoons though? Now that I'm thinking about it, holy shit, that's a lot. Of, it was like covering the whole ceiling. Okay, but think about how big your house is. I'm assuming they have like dinner parties and shit. I don't that's know. true. Maybe. But yeah. Anyways. Every Christmas. Yeah. Super cool. I fucking love that kid. And yeah, then me too. Um, it flashes forward to eight years later. So she's like, you know, older and yeah, he's like sober. He's been sober this whole time. Yeah. And he kind of like he met, does a little since speech. He met Billy and like went to the AA meeting. He's now yeah. like doing good. So. And I love how they like call back the previous movie and he kind of talks about his dad and he like, he talks about it without really saying any of the dark stuff, but he's like, anyway, he really wanted to be where I am right now. And yeah. so this is for you, dad. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is that the only so way nice. I could connect with him. He's That's like, what he was saying. Exactly. the darkness yeah. that the alcohol brings made me feel like connected to him, even though he died so, so, so long ago. Like, and then he said also though, but like the sobriety also made him feel connected because yeah. his dad also got sober at one point. Yeah. So it was like, really cool know, speech just, that like yeah. connected the two stories and kind of yeah i really liked it me too me too i thought that part was really well thought out um so at this point he for the first time wakes up and he has like a message oh no sorry this happens before he's sober but for the first time he wakes up and he has a message on the blackboard where the message had been erased originally that, that the landlord yeah had, and now it just says hello and in the o is a little smiley face oh it's so cute and he's kind of just like Okay. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you, and he Did Billy kinda, come up here? Yeah, like, he's so confused for a second, yeah. staring at the wall, like, who the hell came in my apartment? And he just this? writes, like, hi. <laughs> yeah, he just writes hi. And then he realizes that he's, like, communicating with someone eventually, and he mm-hmm. just doesn't know who it is because, like, for all that time, he hears nothing, but all of a sudden, he gets a message again, and it just says, morning. Yeah. And then, oh, again, with the smiley face. And right. And he knows it's the same person. And he's like, oh, there you are, like, friend, like, that's been... It's so weird. Or like, whatever. Because, like, like it's yeah. revealed to us that this is Abra. But, like, where's her chalkboard? Is it in her brain? She's using her okay, mind. Okay, he okay, refuses cool. to use his, like, powers like that. I know, I know. He doesn't like to, like, open up his mind, right? Because it just, like, I think that he feels more vulnerable, obviously. Yeah. And, like, it puts, like, a beacon on him of, like, come towards me. I'm here. Exactly, yeah. So, like, he just doesn't want to use it. So he's using a power that she can still pick up on where he's communicating with her Mm -hmm. but that's like in her mind too yeah yeah and we do need to backtrack a little bit because Mm -hmm. um it does show us like danny when he's younger in the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. and how he can compartmentalize and deal with the ghosts and the demons or whatever that keep coming back the the shower lady is fucking back and she's exactly like the first movie yeah so good i really loved how they did that yeah and then so so yeah they show the aftermath of like right after the overlook hotel danny and his mom moved down to florida they're in their apartment but he's still seeing stuff from the hotel in his new home far far away (sighs) and he doesn't know how to deal with it because he's just by himself again and like his mom doesn't know how to help him so he's just stuck but he starts to see the cook all the time he starts to see dick all the time yeah helping him still 
still deal with the shining yeah. as a spirit. He's trying to still give him advice and aid him. Which is so cool. And he yeah. like, gives him this physical box, basically. And he's like, you're going to create a bunch of these in your mind. Yeah, he's like, just memorize it, feel it, smell it. Like, just know everything about it. Yeah, that was so it. weird when he's like, what does it, it smell sense, like? Just yeah. like you like, have to have everything of it. No, yeah, I totally to get it. Yeah. It was yeah. just funny. It was a funny moment. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, he's like, you're going to make a bunch of these in your in your mind. And then I love the scene when him and his mom, who also the casting was awesome for like the mom in the 2019 version. Yeah. Like trying yeah. to replicate. Because it's I really agree. hard to replicate how unique her looks are. I agree, yeah. And they she did a, a great job. Face, but you yeah, know, like, like the hair was mannerisms, perfect. Yeah, like mannerisms like, yeah, were perfect. Was good. I agree, yeah. Anyways, they're sitting there watching um, Looney Tunes. What's up, Doc? And he just like goes to the bathroom. And like we see like the fucking shower lady like pulling the curtain back and stuff. And he just like closes the door. Yeah, he just goes in. She's standing right there like two inches from <gasps> yeah, him. Yeah, and he, he leaves two minutes and later. And, leaves, and, and like fine. basically skips back into the room. Like the way he kind of like, it was like nothing. Like I loved that because it was like he finally was in control. For the first time control, control it. Yeah. Knew what to do because yeah. he had this like mentor from the other side. Oh my God, it's just awesome. Yeah, and just like what he doesn't realize over time is how often he's going to encounter these beings yes. and how often he's going to have to do that. Yeah. And that's kind of what takes the weight on him is like he's constantly constantly doing this so in his mind he his memory is of the maze just mm-hmm. like a strip of the maze in the winter and down it is where like all these boxes are compiled big boxes well no like, it's like infinite almost, really okay like. yeah, yeah. but like of the from the hotel in particular yeah like yeah. those boxes are like there and are filled of the things that he sees from them which is so and then cool. when he puts in the box he no longer sees it like, yeah that's why that's the trick that like the cook had kind of ta- taught him is like yeah so once it's in the box no longer can it affect you. Yeah, lock it up. <laughs> lock it up and that's it. And it doesn't exist. Right. Um, yeah, so they're like pen pals. This is back when he's like totally sober, living his life, working at the little train too. He works at the hospital and the train. Yeah, he has two jobs. I, guess. Just kind of I love like how, I love like the whole, every scene where he's working in the hospice and this like super cute fluffy white cat with the bluest little eyes I fucking yeah. love this cat goes into one of the rooms and he's like get out of there like I think the cat's name's Hennessy or something like that I, I can't, can't remember, remember yeah. anyway the cat goes in and the guy um, who's in the hospital bed is just like no like the cat's on my bed and he's like let me get her off for you, for you. sorry and he's like no ever since I've been here like the cat knows who's going next and like lies on the bed like this is my time like and he's like do you want me to like I love how in every time this happens too he's like do you want some pills do you want me to get a doctor like he does go to every length Mm -hmm. to say like do you want help do you want this to stop like do you want anything and they're all just like no like it's my time I've accepted it yeah and like especially because like they all take the cat as like a good omen almost of like they're scared at first of like death and like they don't know what to do but then that's how initially Dan gets the Dr. Sleep title Mm -hmm. is people like one of the people tell him like you are right where you you're supposed to be right now yeah I understand because he's like I'm not a doctor like I shouldn't be here at your bedside kind of thing like helping you right now and he's like no you're like like, right where you should and he says like like, all the right things to like just calm them down he's like you're just going to sleep like you said and like he gets in this man's head at one point too he's just like just relax and then they finally kind of relax and then like um, a few scenes later, like the same kind of thing, the cat comes in the room and he's like, he's the man's talking about like his memories and Dan is as well. And he's like, remember that song that was playing from your radio and yeah. like they start singing the song. Like he just helps people in and the hardest is, time of their entire lives and yeah, they're alone. And this is the first time that he realized that his like shining 
has a good quality to yeah. it. Like, it doesn't have to be something that you use as like a fearful thing of like, I can see stuff. I can see in like to the past and horrible things that have happened. It's like, this is the first time that he can see into someone else's past and he can help them by using transition into yeah yeah it's, it's, like i love those scenes they're so heartfelt they were really sweet yeah <laughs> yeah it's really like yeah just a very comforting presence to have around at mm-hmm. that moment for each of those people so like yeah it definitely makes sense that he would find a way into that field i think to be able to realize like i can help people i don't need to be so down on myself and running for myself all the time yeah like, i can be someone with this exactly and um him and abra are pen pals and like they're all kind of like connected because Abra can sense what this Rosie and her clan are kind of doing. Mm-hmm. And then by token, he kind of gets affected and passes out sometimes because of this too. Yeah, Cause they're all just exactly. like in so this Abra crazy supernatural up, cycle. Yeah. Abra ends up being just like this incredibly strong girl. Like she's very, very talented and capable beyond any of the other people's means in this movie that we meet. Mm-hmm. And they just don't like, she doesn't really know that. Like she knows she has powers, but she doesn't realize they're as strong as they are. And yeah. other people do. And that's when she gets a target on her because of that. Exactly. So, yeah. She interacts with that crew of people. They're called the true knot. Yeah. Um, they, they specifically are not human, but not, not yeah. human. They're just like immortal and they survive by eat like, inhaling the steam yes. from shining people and so the more that, pain they feel yeah the more fear the more pure the steam is and it keeps them alive and youthful and helps them live forever yeah so they're almost like vampires in a way that they like hunt in a pack and yeah. they're like feeding on specific people and whatever it's very interesting like their mentality and how they survive and like they also have their own shining abilities as well individually Mm -hmm. like all of them have their own strengths and weaknesses and like they are taking people into their yeah let's talk about that yeah yeah so So they're in a movie theater and there's this girl who's sitting alone watching the movie and this man comes up to her and he's kind of like you're so much prettier than your picture and she's (laughs) She's like like, you're so much older than yours yeah He's like, so are we just going to stay here or you want to go somewhere? Ew. So you can tell right away that it's like this little meeting of like rendezvous or whatever. <sighs> and she's supposed to be a really young girl. Um, I've seen her in other things as actress, so I know she's not that young. So yeah, to but me, still. she looked like a young adult, yeah. like an, an appropriate age. But she was supposed to be like a 15-year-old yeah. in Which, this film. Yeah, I know. A little Too okay. much makeup, I feel that <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so she's just... Uh, kind of playing it casual and whatever and just like kind of tucks her head in and starts whatever um, and then all of a sudden she's like oh you look really tired you want to sleep and, and then he, he just like passes out and you're like whoa yeah and whoa. meanwhile Rosie and Crow are a few seats back and he's like watch this yeah like, this he's getting her he's like watch thing. her yeah. like I've been hunting her for a while like keep an she's eye on this she's done this like three times like yeah. you know I've seen her do it like three times yeah he's like, and she's like well I am not very impressed right now so I hope this show's like on the road yeah and then she's like getting impatient she does not like to be not the one who's discovered someone she does not like to be the one who is not in charge of like in control of a scenario yeah. she wants like rose always needs to be hunting <laughs> she ends up like whispering in his ear and taking her scalpel and cutting like two lines into his cheek being like this is a snake bite like, and then she says to him she's like this isn't gonna hurt you when you feel this yeah. pain every time you look in the mirror and you see these marks you're going to say out loud i like little girls yes and just like yes! amazing stuff of like Crazy. it's gonna ruin his life a hundred percent right like you can't 
how you can't live if you do that every time you see like this especially like think face. about like in the men's washroom like well he's just washing his hands and he just like blurts out i like little girls himself, for sure like for sure <laughs> You can't it's so just, like, funny. exist like that. Yeah, and they, so- like, chase her out of the theater, and she tries, she's like, stop following me, and, like, he kind of pretends that that works on her anyway, and then Rosie goes in front of her, and she's just like, step out of my way, or, no, like, she says Rosie something. grabs her arm, yeah. and then she's like, you want to let go of me, and she's like, no, sweetie, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> she's just, like, realizes for the first time, this is someone she doesn't have control over, and she doesn't know what to do. Exactly. She's just so confused. She's, like, 15, but... So it's interesting, though, because she's using her power strictly to abduct pedophiles, and... Make yeah, them, see, like, I liked her me too. up until that point. Me too. I was really actually confused by her desire to join the true. I know, group. but she didn't know. It's what true. She, was getting she into. didn't know, but how quickly she switched. I know was it's true, but but me. this is how she survives, though. You know what I mean? So right. I kind of understand that switch. Is that like she? Anyways, okay. So she wakes up in this amazing beautiful i want to live there like this motor home that is so like drapey so many cool colors going on it is absolutely amazing and she wakes up and rosie's just like oh hey like <laughs> what's up oh, hi there. yeah yeah that's and like she's her like, famous line hi there yeah <laughs> she's like i want to offer you a deal and she basically says that like you're 15 like gravity hasn't affected you yet like aren't you so pretty like don't you want to be pretty like this forever, forever. <laughs> yeah she's selling her in a more immortality pitch yes. essentially she's just saying like wouldn't this just be so great if you could just like be like this like, in a hundred like, years you'll just be 17 yeah she's like 50 years from now you'll still look 15 yeah 100 maybe 17 yeah and she's just constantly like giving her this whole spiel of like how could you refuse like exactly. obviously i'm giving you the best offer of your life and you know she tells her it won't hurt and tells her this and that and blah 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 and so she kind of is like yeah yeah and they (laughs) do this crazy like ceremony Mm -hmm. oh my god so yeah they get like everybody she's on the beach it's nighttime they get everybody around the semicircle and then the elder chants a couple things and they all respond back with a chant and then like all of a sudden she starts to transition and they're holding her down they give her some of violet steam yeah right steam and like um she's she screaming in pain screaming. <laughs> yeah i'm like freaking out like she's like and then she wakes up the next day and that's when all of a sudden like you're like what happened to her like and she's like she's like what happened to me you yeah know? and then she's kind of like freaking out and that's when she's like you said it wouldn't hurt appearance. and she's like well you're fine now right <laughs> she's like well, it doesn't hurt now <laughs> she's like it felt like i was dying she's like you did die yeah <laughs> like just so and she's know. like am i human anymore she's like do you care <laughs> which is so crazy i know she's just so intensely I like into it. her fucking face right? and throat about it just like deal with it you, oh you my god this now you're one of us so and then at a certain point like they're almost like running out of steam because like the violet murder was so long ago at this point mm-hmm. and um crow goes up to rosie who sits on top of her trailer meditating and doing visions and any, she's anyway trying to, like, find <laughs> yeah she's trying she's to like she's sense like, hunt- yes yeah, so, yeah like, she's searching. trying to sense some people and um He's like, okay, well, we got to figure this out. And then it kind of cuts to the scene. And this is so brutal. Um, Crow is by himself, like, watching a baseball game, like, a bunch of 11-year-old boys or whatever. And these two guys are talking about this one kid. They're like, look at this kid. He hits the ball every time. It's like he can read the pitcher's brain. And Crow's sitting in the background just, like, smiling to himself. And you're like, 
fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Because you know he's like hunting. He's scouting right yeah. now. He thinks that he's found someone and he's just waiting to find out which kid it is. And now he knows. So and this point poor about. boy is walking along the side of the highway by a cornfield and like this white truck pulls up behind him. He's kind of like, hey, number 18 or whatever. Like I saw your game. Like you're going to go to the big leagues. Like yeah. being super nice to him. <laughs> Do you want to ride home? He's like, no, it's super close. Thanks though. Kind and then like, and he's fucking, scared. You can tell the kid ah! is scared. And then yeah, that girl, uh, Snake Bite Andy, opens the back door, and she's like, "You trust me? Yeah, We're I'm your friends. friends. This is fine. You want to get in? We're gonna take you right home." And so he just obviously believes it because she has that power to essentially like verbally seduce him into believing anything she says. And I so know. he just gets into the van and believes. That he's going home. Oh my god! Oh boy, is he yeah. not? <laughs> he's definitely not. This was this like is... the most brutal thing ever. And I actually so was fucking hard to surprised watch. Surprised that this scene was in the movie, considering the rest of the content. Do you know what I mean? I know it it's like, so. so the rest of it was like PG, and yes. this scene was like. This was insane. <laughs> yes, it was really, really dark and really uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, yeah. So they have this boy, they're holding him down, and they're he's screaming. He's just like panicking. And it's so real. Like this kid, kudos to him because his acting, his acting is was so amazing. horrifyingly real. Like he's crying, screaming, like, no, yeah. like, let me go. They like, have these like pegs out. in the ground already rope yeah, attached prepared, to it. And they tie just like his tie him out like a oh. like an X. Like they have his limbs. <sighs> like tied out so he can't like do anything and then like they're just holding him there's like obviously this group of like eight or nine people around him holding him down and they're like he's like are you gonna hurt me because she's holding a knife like up to his throat and she's like yes and, and the, she, her eyes the more just scared like twinkle. you are, are the, it's the better too yeah and so he just like immediately is like no like crying and then she just stabs him once in the stomach and just lets him cry and suffer for a bit and then breathes in his steam that it's he lets brutal. out. And then again. And then again. It goes on for it. so long. It's probably like a two minute scene before that kid is dead. It's so fucking brutal. <laughs> and like disgusting. Yeah. And like it makes you like hate these people creature things. It really does. And it's like really you... disturbing. But then okay. Really so disturbing. So this is where I think about Aunt Snakebite Andy. And this is where I'm like it doesn't make sense to me. That I know. she would go from abducting pedophiles I know. to stop them from raping children. It's true. To murdering I had children. That, I had that thought and too. And that's what I was just thinking. I was like it doesn't. It, to me no matter how much. You need to survive, even if you want immortality, to go from such an extreme to another. Like, she maybe would have had, like, some kind of reaction or something. I know. But they were saying, like, once you've had steam, though, like, it gets addicting. Addicting, and and you're not even, like, human anymore. Yeah, you probably, like, lose your human, like, guilt and conscience and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, But still, I totally get where you're coming from, and I definitely had that thought, too. (laughs) Yeah, like, I was just, like, that was, like, the most savage scene ever. They were so And meanwhile, Abra is getting visions of this, and the boy pain and she's in her bedroom well, at home yeah, like writhing she, like, around sees it yeah. only. she she goes in and she sees it and then she fucking starts she's even to like stop it yeah stop. she tells them to stop and then that's when freaking rose picks up on that and she, she realizes like that someone else is there and she realizes there's a looker she calls them. yeah she also called auntie a pusher mm-hmm. so a pusher is someone who can like influence and then like looker someone who can like travel and visit and yeah. see like her like herself. like shiner shiner people who shine yeah yeah well like rosie rose can also she's a looker as well like she can astral project and go places yeah. and like see things in other times so and whatever nuts. so like yeah so that's what she was doing and then all of a sudden the pain went into her because she took the pain like yeah. into herself 
from being confused and like not understanding the scenario and like being connected to other shine kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was just terrible. Cause then she's screaming in bed. Like you said, yeah. parents come in and she's just she's like, like, they killed him. They killed him. And they're yeah. probably like, what the fuck is going on? I guess yeah, it was just a nightmare. She probably you know? just had a really vivid nightmare. It's true. And, like, she's Cause since that spoon them. moment, she's like, I don't want you guys she, to know yeah. about any of this shit. Yeah, she's afraid, I don't want to be weird. I want to be normal. She's afraid of being weird. Exactly. Yeah. And like, doesn't want them to notice that she's yeah. like that. So She's just like, oh, and the next morning just gets up and she's like, yep, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Just going to school. Especially because like, um, Crow and Rosie have a conversation and he's like, we need to get to her as soon as possible because she's going to tell her parents and then she's going to have like, what if she's put on pills? Her steam is purest right now. Yeah. Like, which is so crazy. She's like so vulnerable. Yeah. Like yeah. They're, they're like hunting people and they need that. Like they're trying to get to them before other people do. And yeah. It's like, and that's the thing is like, they're just saying that like their supply is really short right now. So they're really desperate and hungry as like a crew of people who survive on the steam of these beings mm-hmm. um so yeah they they don't have a lot of options and then when they experience this girl though because this girl can like do things that a whole bunch of other kids have never been able to do or people that yeah. they hunted they can feel her power rose can feel it and that's when she's just like she's obsessed i know it. yeah like and so basically abra um sends a message on the blackboard in the middle of the night this is while he's being murdered like the red rum like shows up on his blackboard the like, walls all cracked wall. yeah it's from it, the like, trailer you do see it it like, like wakes <sighs> him up like it's yeah. like this thing hit the side of his house all of a sudden like it was just crazy and then he's like who and she goes baseball boy. Yeah. And he, I think he just goes to work that day and Abra gets dropped off by her mom at school. And instead of going into school, she gets on a bus. And she just <laughs> GPSes herself yeah. to him using her shine. She it, literally so finds crazy. out where he is and then like sees him, smiles at him. And he thinks at first that she's just like a kid or whatever. Yeah. And then as he walks away, she uses her mind and she's says, like, hi. <laughs> yeah. And he just stops and just like turns around and he's like, let's use her outside voices. Yeah. Like. <laughs> How he's about like, no? He's scared he because she like, keeps trying to talk to him in that way, being like, so like, hi, I'm Abra and you're this person. And he's like, nope, outside voices. Like, yeah, I'm get not my okay head. with that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she basically explains to him, she's like, there's these people that murder. Because he has no idea about any of this. Like, he's just right. been trying to, like, He's just been trying to shine. numb his own shit, like, trying to get through life. And she all of a sudden knows that, like, there's people out there that are hunting people like her and like him. And she wants to help them. She doesn't want this to keep going on. She saw what happened to that boy and she wants her parents, like, sorry, she wants the little boy's parents to have a proper burial. Yeah. It's not fair that those people just like took his body and buried him somewhere. Yeah. And she like has all this information and she's basically like, if you can get me that glove, I can find him. I can track him down. Cause she's a little girl who's going to school and has parents and stuff. She can't just get in a car and go to Iowa. Yeah. So she's like, this is what you can help me with. Yeah. Go get that glove so I can connect to him and find out where they are. And find and out where like, like find where, out yeah. where, where the boy's body is in the well, first no, she, place. She says that she knows where he's been yeah. buried, but she doesn't know where this crew, where the true not people are. Exactly. She's trying to find them so that they can stop them essentially yeah. from doing this And other he people. basically is so, like, he's just found a way to deal with this power and he's like, no, you need to snuff (laughs) it down too. Do not shine. Try to keep it on the DL. He's like, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. Just like, don't mention it. Ignore it. When you see it, just walk away. Yeah. Just like, that's it. (laughs) And this is when he gets visited again by Dick comes to him. And this is like, he's like, I haven't seen you in eight years. It's like this little nostalgic moment. And he's like, I'm here for a reason. Like, 
you the all you the things you girl. need to help that little girl. All the things she was saying is true. And they're you, coming for her. And they're they've coming her. for her. Like, like I've been says. a mentor yeah. for you for your whole life, and you're like dealing with your power and stuff. Like it's your turn to pay your debt. Mm-hmm. Like step up. And yeah. so that's what makes him be like. Fuck. Okay, <laughs> fuck, I gotta yeah, help this gotta little girl. This I can't, we can't just both dull our shine. Like, we're both fucked. Or, like, she is, and I will... I've already killed enough people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've already done enough damage in yeah. this world. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, now he's been given, like, passed on the torch. <laughs> it's yeah. time to start taking care of this girl and, like, see what's going on with her shit. Because... And he goes down to Billy's house and, like, knocks on the door. He's like, I'm a good person. Yeah, like, he's like, I'm a good person, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, you yeah. trust you trust me, and, like, can you listen to this little story and just try your hardest to believe it <laughs> he's like try harder than you ever have before to believe what i'm about to tell you. right and then it like cuts to them driving, driving in the car and you're like yes this is fucking amazing yeah so then they're just like having that conversation in the car and at one point billy is just like so either what you're saying is true or my friend is just like really really full-blown like bad shit crazy yeah and he's, like, he's I can, like i can handle that i can deal with that and he's like yeah but the other thing is worse, right? Like, he's like, <laughs> yes. He's like, yeah. No. Both fucking suck. The and then at one worse. point when they're driving too, like, he's like, Abra appears in his mind or whatever in the backseat. Right. Because she's like, I wanted to come. He's like, go to school or like, go home or something. And fucking like, Billy Billy's is sitting just there like, just like, oh, like, like, what is my life I now? I are not just the crazy guy in the car know, right now driving me to murder me somewhere. I love that aspect of this. It is so fucking funny. It Anyways, so funny. he's like, so she, she said, just go out there and turn to the right. And they end up like, they have shovels and stuff and they start digging like where she said to dig. And he basically like sends her away. He's like, you don't have to be here for this because she is a little girl still. Yeah. And like, this is super traumatic. And she's traumatic. standing there too. And she's like, I can yeah, handle it. Yeah. Even the two of them can't handle it. I know. Yeah. She's like, I can yeah. handle it. And he's like, go home. Yeah. Go to bed. Tell your parents everything kind of thing. And like, mm-hmm. we'll talk to you later or whatever. And like, like Billy, <laughs> Billy told this a little bit long winded and interesting. I don't know. He talked about how he used to hunt deer mm-hmm. and I don't know. He told this little story. It just, it just gave a reason for him to, I guess, have all those guns kind of thing. Like, right. what do you think? They, anyways? Well, I think they were just talking about like the idea of like encountering such a stench. And oh stuff yeah. Too, Cause they're know? like, it smells so bad. He's like, this is what it smelled like. Dig, rotting like, corpse. Do you, do you smell that? Yeah. And then he's like, this is what it reminds me of. It's and it's like gross that. when they come up on the boy, like his foot first and then his face and, and his like hand. hand. Yeah. And, oh. like, and then he, they, he still has to like try and dig and find the glove in there with him. And so like he's digging. <laughs> While Billy's body. vomiting. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> harsh. Brutal. And yeah, like ugh, that girl to think that she would be able to like handle seeing this boy's body on earth after she could, like she already saw him be murdered. Like, yeah. No, she just, couldn't. Yeah. I she know. couldn't. Just and I'm glad, her, they, like, I'm glad they didn't do that. Of course. Of course. Like, no, there's no way yeah. she would be there, but it's just like, and then okay. almost immediately, like the next morning or day, it's probably like 11 a.m. or something. They pull up to Abra's house and the dad, like, because on the flying no, he, out of the house, he says to her first, he's, he's like, like tell, your parents, tell your parents, tell your parents, everything. Everything. Show them everything. They're in danger. That's what he says. They're going to come. Yeah. Show them everything. Not just tell them. Yeah. He's like, show oh them everything because you are in danger. They need to know about it. And she's like, no, I just convinced them that I'm normal. Almost yeah. like, she's like, it takes he's me like, so they're going to go through them like, to get to you. Yeah. She's like, you know, they're going to kill him so and like fucking tell Do it. so they pull up and the dad, dad is so he's out of the house and he's like are you uncle dan like yeah living. just like who the fuck and are he's you like you didn't show daughter? her you didn't show him 
He's like, you didn't show him. He's like, don't talk to my daughter. Like, cause he says, he's like, just Abra, like, Abra, Abra, don't say her don't name. Don't say her name. Yeah. Like, cause obviously like, imagine your 15 year old starts telling no, you. No, for sure. The Uncle whole time, Dan. the whole time I was thinking about this too. I'm like, she can't even tell her parents, even if it is like super a chill friendship. Like yeah, it's just like, weird I regardless. I understand what I'm explaining. Yeah. There's this man that I'm friends with named Uncle Dan. I'm like, yeah. He's in his 40s. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw yeah. him after, during, when you were supposed to be in school the other day. Yeah, you what? skipped school. To, oh my God, so Go bad. But anyways, she clears it up by showing him in his brain So in images. that moment, yeah, he's literally like pounding the shit out of Dan on the front of his car. And then, yeah, he does the flash. She does the flash of like the, the boy, be, the baseball kid being murdered, the True Not crew, like everything yeah. that they've done. And then all of a sudden the dad is obviously like... And he goes into the kitchen, I love this, and pours like a sh- himself a shot and then like offers it to the two recovering alcoholics and obviously they're like, no. And he pours himself a second shot and he's just like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what do we do like, here? So they know my daughter exists. And he's like, <laughs> he's he's like where like, are they and how long is it going to take them to get here? And he's like, well... That's up to Abra to tell yeah, us. Yeah, and then she just goes and sits <laughs> Are you down ready? and like touches the mitt kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is like what one of the uh, True Nut guys they put it on when they were in the van. That's a had joke. The boy. Like, yeah, like had, yeah. they were taunting him, and they had the boy as like a ca- like captive. So <laughs> anyway, that's how she's like, okay, he's touched it, so like now I can Track touch them. it and yeah. find out where they are, where they are. So that's what she does is like she goes in the van and sees like oh I ninety one or whatever. Like yeah, <laughs> she's just like yeah, they're on the road, they're close, they're on the way, sort of thing. So. Which is crazy. Yeah. So basically they come up with this plan and they're going to like do some tricks. And she's like, oh, like a magic trick. And she's like super into magic tricks, right? And so they concoct this plan and basically um, Billy and Dan and we think Abra are driving in the car. But it's really just like an astral projection of her or some kind of situation. And she's actually at home with her dad. But so they drive to this place and they think because they have like this teddy bear, like this is, they're tracking this teddy bear because like Rosie has been in this room before. And so like, she is so powerful and Mm -hmm. like Rosie especially is like super fixated. Cause like there's one point when like Abra is trying to connect with her and get in Rosie's head and Rosie's like just at the grocery store and Abra's like walking through like seeing it all through her eyes mm-hmm. and it's such a crazy scene like she looks I down love it and she sees her rings. Rose's hands with yeah. the rings on them and everything and she sees her cart and like it's very interesting because she realizes that at that point like she feels her again yeah and Rose is like knowing that she has a looker right now so she's also she going goes over to, to like her. the so she milk goes to a surface re- reflection which is like glass yeah like reflective surface and like puts her hands up the same way so like um that abra does it which she puts her hands on the corner or on the outsides of her window mm. and just stares which is a really cool scene yeah, too the way they right? filmed that of just like she's like standing upright and then all of a sudden she just holds onto the window frame and they like the camera shifts, shifts and her whole room shifts right? and she's like hanging from her window and that's cool that was I know. really fucking awesome and rosie's looking like in the reflection and sees like because um abra's eyes get all white when she's doing this like crazy yeah vision when she's thing. traveling and yeah. she's like hello Hello there like and takes her hand and like touches the, to back touch the back of her, of her head, head. Yeah. and that's when like Abra's just like get out of my head yeah and, and it blasts just, like, Rosie back so like since that scene 
this group is so hellbent on getting her shine and killing her ever so slowly. And they're like, that could last us for so long. Yeah. She's like the they most powerful keep her alive thing I've and ever torture fucking her seen. And keep her producing steam yeah. for them to live off of. Like, that's it's so their, crazy. That's their plan right now. And Crow decides, like, because they're about to go pursue her and whatever. And they know where she is. Um, because at another point, Rosie like sneaks into her like fly i love this scene too oh yeah fly, like so goes Rosie on does her trailer projection as well it shows her doing it finally yeah. yeah she's like meditating on her trailer but then flies up like into the sky and it's like showing her just like along the earth just like flying yeah, through the clouds so it goes far. for so long yeah, but it was just... so cool to watch like i loved it i know and then the way that she like slowly like landed on the street on and, her, like, feet. her feet just like kind of flutter it and took her, her right and, like... to her house which is so crazy as you're watching this because you're like so rooting for abra at this point and you're but like that's the fuck thing they know doing, where though. she lives she's, yeah she's like she's literally traveling there like mm-hmm. she's literally looking for her house and like breathing it in and feeling it and, and she like her. falls into her room basically yeah she and goes she's into just the like window. keep sleeping sweet heart like she turns to her and she's just like wow like this is interesting and it shows all these like filing cabinets along the wall because all of them I guess how everyone who shines has like compartments and you know yeah it's like inside of her brain yeah well I think it's just like I think if you went in anybody's brain they're saying that it would be compartmentalized in certain ways like here's the facts you hold on to about this and this and this and like that just happened and she's also like like. she's like oh this is what yours looks like and she kind of says to herself she's like you should see mine it's a cathedral yeah (laughs) and she's just so like into herself so fucking evil yeah anyway she goes over to this filing cabinet that says me and she's like ooh like what do we have here like starts fishing through the papers in there oh my god this is my favorite fucking scene of the movie I think the filing cabinet slams closed and she is like fucking stuck there Yeah. and Abra has this like purple wig on and her eyes are just like skinned over like it's just just blank Yeah. (gasps) oh she scared me and and I'm like sitting at the end of the bed and she's like I knew you would come back (laughs) she's like he said you would and, and she's like a good like, character in this movie and she fucking terrified me in that scene i know and she's like taking steps towards her she's like she's i'm just so glad like you're up. here like yeah. do you like it here like oh my god it's so fucked i she loved it so oh hard. i loved it so and much she's just so happy because like rose's hand is stuck she can't get free and then she slowly just like walks into her mind yes she literally like because she looks around right and doesn't see her she's like her. get the fuck out and then she yeah she's like looking around for her and like scared like looking over her shoulder yeah. and then all of a sudden it shows her with the wig like sifting, sifting through manically like at rapid speed know, it was fucking insane so much stuff and she like, like took something ooh. and then she doesn't know what it was yeah and that's the worst part is that like Rose doesn't even know what she has on I her know, now. which is so cool. So and yeah, then she, she like her pulls out, her fucking like arm out her hand, of the basically. fucking filing cabinet. It's Epic. like skinned and disgusting. She flies out the window so fast and flies back to her body, I well, guess. Well, initially like her feet are kind of stuck for a minute again. Yeah. She's trying to like back away. Like and she can't like get out. Yeah, like it was so crazy. <sighs> stuck and then, yeah, in her like, mind. zooms out and goes oh back. Slaps God. into her body. Falls, falls off, off the, the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody in her, like in the True Not crew is like, what? Oh my God. Exactly. kind of thing and they're just like yeah like and this is this is why at this point when they're all about to actually pursue abra crow is like you can't come like she's been in your head we don't know what she knows she could only track you Mm -hmm. you're staying here but little do they know they got this glove and they know what's up yeah so um basically they're all driving this car it's astral projection version of abra (laughs) and dan and billy 
and they drive up to this random forest place with like a picnic bench and stuff. And she, um, she, they're like, okay, yeah, we got a good blind spot here. They're like planning some stuff. We don't know what to expect here. And she's like sitting on this picnic bench in like a really meditative position. And then you see the trailer drive up with all of them. And, um, Andy walks up to her and was just like, I'm sorry. I just want to say this is, um, what's her face? Abra on the picnic table, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is Abra like sitting on the picnic table. She's like in like Zen pose. She literally looks like she's like meditating. Right. Just so calm. And Andy walks up like they're all coming towards her and it's really intense. And she's just like, you look so relaxed. Like you feel relaxed. Like she's trying to like seduce seduce her her with her her, like powers and whatever. And she has this like syringe behind her back. Another guy has a gun behind his back. They're all kind of just like walking towards her. And then at one point she just like takes the, sorry, Andy just takes the syringe and puts it into Abra's neck and like put like presses the top. And she's just turns to everyone else. And she's like, wow, that was so easy for like how powerful everyone said you were. And then she looks back and she actually put the syringe in the stuffed bunny. And they're all like, what the fuck? It was a trick. Oh my God. And then from behind the two trees, Billy and Dan just like, like light them up. Yeah. I think like six or seven of them die in this gunfight. And it is so awesome and satisfying to just see them all like dropping like flies. (laughs) And he ends up going into the trailer and the rest of them die and they just turn into this like mist as well. They, their clothes are left there. It's like the, it's a crazy thing. Cause they're not even human. They're just like, yeah, these weird, like after supernatural, the ritual, they become these beings. Exactly. So like, yeah. Oh my God. And so, um, basically Andy is still in the trailer and like Dan comes down and like opens the door and ends up successfully shooting her. But before she dies, yeah. Oh my god, this is the worst fucking part. So she can't use her powers on Dan anymore. Yeah. Like he's like stronger than she is with the she shine. She tries, but... But no. yeah, it doesn't work. But Billy does not have any shine powers or any abilities or defenses. Part. And so her powers still work on him. And she says to him... Right before she fucking dies. Right before she dies, she says to him, you're going to kill yourself. And so he has a gun pointed at her and he just takes the two barrels, points them at his head and shoots himself. Before and Dan so can even horrible. like do anything to He tries it. to start and like lunge oh towards him, but like it's just not enough to like God. stop it. It is so brutal. Which is so frustrating because then there's like another person that Dan is now going to tack on to his like lifelong list of people who die around I him. I know. And, and he, he so drags hard. Billy into all of this it's stuff. True. Like it and just that, sucks. You know, and he was such a supportive friend. That was like his AA supporter, like his friend, his confidant, like everything. Everything was like, yeah. And like Abra's like kind of seeing all this as it's happening. And she says to Dan through their telepathy or whatever. She's like, one of them's not there. Like the, the crow's not there. There's one of them missing. Right. And he ends up being in the fucking house and takes Abra kills her dad yeah so sad yeah. holy shit he's just so ruthless too like he does not care at all he just needs to have this girl and I know. he needs to fucking get her back to rose so yeah. the two of them can just keep on keeping on yeah and dan ends up going back to the house and seeing the dead dad and just being like fuck like and realizing yeah he can't talk like abra has been drugged by the crow guy and she can't use her powers and she's like in the back of this van trying to talk to dan he's like no one can hear you like like, mm-hmm. yeah, I put more in you than I've ever put in anyone else. Like, yeah. good luck. It's so Basically, crazy. Basically, yeah, like, like, you're going to, like, hate phase in and out right now. Like, you're going to wake up sometimes, but, like, don't worry. You'll be back to sleep soon. And, and one like, of, like, the again, coolest, like, else. lines of dialogue was um, how Crow was, like, we're still, we still have the same outcome. Like, I have you. 
and all those people died for what? For nothing. Like, great plan. You should have just let us basically take you in the beginning. Like, your dad's dead. All my friends are dead. So many people died and we still gotcha. <laughs> like, which is crazy. And, um... Dan is sitting in his room, freaking out. He actually grabbed the bottle of whiskey from the counter at her house. Um, and he has the bottle. He's like trying not to drink it. He's just like, fuck. Like he just doesn't know what to do, but that's not going to help anyone. Smashes the bottle on the yeah. ground, yeah. sits on the end of his bed. And he's just like, what do I do? <laughs> he's like, okay, you have these powers. Go like, in your brain. Yeah, yeah. Like take advantage. He like what can I do? <laughs> tries to like connect with her on his own mentally for mm-hmm. the first time other than just like through the chalkboard. He's like, okay, let's do this. Yeah. And he calls to her and he's like, Abra. And then all of a sudden I think that like he shows like, up in the up, car. Yeah. And yeah. She's, he's just sitting on the ground of like the van that yeah. she's in and like, she, they're, he's having a conversation with her like okay are you drugged right now and she's just like no yes. kind of thing and he's like okay like we're gonna try and something and he's like touch my hands yeah like, let's try something he's like I'm gonna try something that I've never tried before let's do it and they like touch hands and then he goes into her body which is crazy and like her eyes are blue of all of a sudden oh my god I loved this scene and she, he's like oh you're up again I'm gonna have to dose you soon again because you're like waking up too much or whatever kind yeah. of thing like freaking crow in the front seat is just like upset about this and then all of a sudden he realizes. No, because he's like this. He's like this feels like a hangover. She like she Abra yeah. says she's like I feel hungover right now. He's it's like, like God I tell you I didn't really miss this this part of everything. Years. <laughs> he's like I haven't had a hangover in years. And the yeah. guy in the front's like what the fuck? Like yeah, this is like an eleven year old girl. Why is this girl like, a recovering alcoholic? Really? What she's saying. And then he realizes like oh this isn't her anymore. He's like who are you? <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing, like, who am I speaking to now? He's like, this is new. He's not even like phased by yeah, it. You know like, what I this mean? This is a new trick. Never seen anyone do yeah. that before, kind of thing. And, and then like... he kind of like Crow goes for his gun and he's like, Do you really want to kill Rosie's prize? And he's like, Fuck, true. <laughs> yeah. And then he's also saying to him, like, It sounds like you know what you're messing with here. So you best just go on about your way and like leave us to it, sort of thing. Yeah. Because he's, he's basically saying, like, It sounds like you know about Rose and like what we're capable of and yeah. what we do. So, like, do you want to mess with? us he's trying to like intimidate him yeah but at this point i'm thinking to myself you just admitted to him that you've never seen what this guy is doing <laughs> yeah. you already yeah. admitted that his powers are different and possibly stronger than yeah. yours so what are you doing like why are you pretending <laughs> to be all not your cards, like yeah. yeah but i mean i guess that's all he has going for him right it's like there's no sense of panicking because... it's so true but so he says to him so since you're like basically immortal yeah <laughs> since you're you basically never immortal, really you... have the need to wear a seatbelt do you yeah Hmm. (laughs) and then he like takes his hands in abra's body and does this like push motion or like like, oh yeah the steering wheel like off the road and and, all of a sudden the van just steers into a fucking tree (sighs) and out the front flies out the front windshield like crow boom and then that rose feels it at that exact moment and she's on the ground wailing just like what did you do yeah she knows that he's dying right now that's like the last and that is her fucking snapping point like she oh now her whole crew plus her lover is dead yeah and this is all because of her exactly this one girl yeah and it's just like she can't obviously she's fucking and like basically in the car crash like when it actually crashes that's when like it's abra again and she's kind of like confused and she's like gets up and she's oh shit like he's fucking dying on the ground and she's she goes over she's like i hope this hurts (laughs) i fucking love her like she is the sickest part of this fucking movie her acting was amazing terrifying so 
solid. She's just such a good character. I agree. Yeah, she did a great job. But yeah. like, yeah, so then at that point, she ends up just walking and she gets her power back because she eventually yeah. like phases out of this drug that Tells she's him used. where she is. And he he picks drives, her up. picks yeah. her up. Yeah, then, and then this little moment. Oh. Yeah, so he has a plan. Dan has a plan now and he's like, okay, so she's tracking you and like, we know that and mm-hmm. we're going to use that to our advantage and lure her to us. Don't you love this? Don't you love the connections they made between the original Shining and this movie? Like when they, when he really said do. that too, cause he, t- he told her about the place earlier. He's just like, Oh, there's this place, like, you know, very ambiguously, but he's like, yeah. we're going to take advantage of that place I was telling you about. Yeah. Cause he does tell her about it as like, just like a dangerous place. It's like a place that like looks for people. Like cause she, at, she was in his brain. People. She's yeah, like, what right. were those, what were those boxes? Yeah. She sees all of the boxes. Cause at one point she was explaining to him how she went into Rose's mind and yeah. she didn't really realize she could just do it by explaining it being like, no, I'm going to go into your mind. And yeah. She does it, and, <laughs> and he's she, like, dry, I'm driving. Like, Get out of there. Like, don't go in there. <laughs> he and almost crashed. She, she was like, oh, she wanted to go into the boxes yeah. and she's like he's like don't do he's it he's like just everything that's in there you just just don't yeah <laughs> basically just don't, please do don't question yeah like, don't ask about it and just stay the fuck away from them okay like don't do that again so and she's like nuts. sorry <laughs> yeah Whoops, but she just doesn't that's the thing is like she just really doesn't realize her own power at exactly all. and like she is so capable of doing these great things and like it's, it's just so casual to her. She's I like, know. Just go in your brain. She's just like, I'm having fun. I yeah. love my powers. I'm going to do yeah. that at all times. Um, I also love how they did like the filming of them driving to the hotel and the snowy bank rather than like the summertime they one. They did it, like, yeah, they did replicated it, like, it in this, winter. Like, turn like, of, it was like, so cool. Yeah, I because that's it. all we did see is like the drive up there, but we never saw them leave in the yeah. original Shining, right? Which is when it was like fucking snowy winter. and horrible Amazing. or whatever. So yeah, now seeing them drive back up that same windy cliffside yeah. road, like fucking trees and mountains everywhere. And I just, love like, this. Arriving. And you're just so excited because you're like, we're going to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah. Revisiting like, the past. They so they good. pull up and like the engine's still running and he's like, I need you to stay here. Yeah. And when you see lights on that hill, give me a warning and like tell me via brain. I, I was thinking to myself, like honk the horn, but of course they're just going to talk telepathically. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, and he, she's like, what are you going to do? Like, I thought you would just stay with me in the car. He's like, I need to go wake the house up. Yeah. He's like, I need to go wake her up. <laughs> I was just like, oh. <laughs> Which this scene, this is one of those times where I feel like they could have tightened it up. Like, yes, I did like how they revisited the rooms and he's walking around, but I feel like the whole scene where he's going through all the rooms and he's going to the bar and he's talking to the blah, blah, like, it was just too long. It was too long. It could have been just a little toiter. Like, and they, I'm like, I absolutely get leaving in the scene with the new Lloyd, who was supposed to be the new Jack Torrance, yeah. who was supposed Why to be the Why couldn't they get Jack Nicholson? Why couldn't they get the real guy? <laughs> that would be so sick. It would be Wouldn't it sick. have been so sick if it was but actually Jack Nicholson? Him? No. <laughs> but like, how <laughs> fucking. I bet Jack would have loved to be in the. You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Who knows? But what if it bombed? Eh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing, though, that I did not like about this man's performance performance is that like the Lloyd in the original movie is so excellent because like they actually in in the book they never say like Lloyd says this it's never like blah 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 said Lloyd it's yeah. always Lloyd responded as blah 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 but it never quotes him exactly wow interesting so he's never actually like a person in the book do you know what I mean like yeah. he doesn't become a being with dialogue and whatever yeah um but anyway so I didn't like that in this one 
the guy who was standing at the bar was moving so much, like his head would nod a lot and stuff like that. Whereas like the other guy, he just stood there and his only his mouth would move. Mm-hmm. Like Lloyd and the And he the didn't shiny. react to anything that he was saying because he was saying all these crazy to. things. He's like, my fucking bitch of a wife isn't... <laughs> and the bartender was just stone-faced, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, same thing. And like yeah. that's what it should have been again. Like it should have been the same Lloyd the because that's the, the point. D- yeah, exactly. That was yeah. the point. And like I felt that he didn't really bring it to the table yeah. the same way the first actor did Yeah, in that regard. Where and it was more like a... Much more stiff much more robotic almost like and then much more just like when he hands things like yeah like and just keeping your face composed like that was my least favorite part is that they did so much of a profile and his head was like this and he was constantly moving and yeah. i was like still still be Stay still, still. <laughs> just be, be still you have one be job creepier. <laughs> be still and recite your lines yeah. like data from star trek call yeah. it a day like and then he ends up like pouring him a drink and he's like no i'm good and then, and then like she's like she's here it just felt so like long-winded for not much i i agree like the build-up like it, that's what i mean though is like that scene i feel could have been so much more if the acting from the play like from the Lloyd character yeah. was so much more on point yeah. but it just wasn't it I just know. wasn't it just there it wasn't yeah, the yeah, same yeah. as like The Shining like in that scene when it's just Jack Nicholson and Lloyd it's horrifying because it's like the dialogue is so intense and you're in and, like, you're into it yeah exactly and then like the responses of just like this literally felt like two people talking yeah. Like yeah. To drink yeah. Mr. Torrance kind yeah. of thing you know and just very like that so anyway For I just sure. feel like it could have been more if I know. it was better but I know but that so. really felt like a blah moment yeah, and then, like, especially because, like, when he says no to the drink, he then smack like, Lloyd smacks the cup off yeah. as if he's his father again. It was yeah. kind of, like, a weird... It, it, it just They tried, but they kind of failed there. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, they see her headlights, and they're like, all right, like, here we go. And they walk in. She's like, where are we going to go? And she, he's just like, oh, like, she'll find us. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> and they go take their position. Anyway, Rose pulls up. She walks up to the house and she's just, I love how she has her hands out and she's just like feel, she's just going with her like witchy and supernatural intuition and she's like to the right. Yeah. And she walks down like that hallway and then like eventually does find them in that big room with the typewriter and the grand staircase and he's standing there like with an axe. On the stairs. <laughs> yeah. And then Avra's, Avra's like right behind, behind him. him. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, <laughs> like yeah. it's all come down to this. Yeah, it's really quite interesting. So at that point, he is essentially like fearless towards her because he knows where they are and he feels that he does have the advantage given that he knows what the Overlook Hotel is capable of. He knows that he has control over what's in there because it's locked in his mind. Oh, okay. See, that's what I was not really understanding. How do you mean? Like I didn't, that makes sense now that like he has kind of control over those Circumstances. Circumstance. Sort of. yeah. yeah, like he has a little, like he's not the number one target and we'll kind of get Initially, there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they have this like little intense dialogue back and forth and he's just like, she. Uh, they say something about like, you don't know where you're standing. Yeah. That's what they tell her is like, you don't know where you're standing. Yeah. And she's kind of like, well, where's that sort of thing? Like fill me in and enlighten me kind of garbage or whatever. And, and just, they're like, all like projected to the maze. The maze situation she's like oh this is cool and then she's like just walking she is so fearless well yeah there's like a point where on the stairs danny says to abra okay go and then they both just that's when they snap into yeah, the maze their eyes and get all, all of a sudden yeah. yeah and all of a sudden they're like working together to transport her elsewhere in which her is mind. so cool yeah and then that's when she says like she's walking so rose is now in this maze it's snowy she doesn't know her way around she doesn't really understand where she is she's just kind of going with it and being like okay fine yeah. like let's do it your way she's like you've done some editing since i was 
last year. And she thinks that she's in Abra's mind right now. And she thinks that she's in a maze in Abra's mind. So that's what she's just going with. And Abra says to her, she's like, what makes you think we're not in your mind? Mm-hmm. And that's what she doesn't know. Like she never knows. I know. Who's mine? Fakes it until makes because like Rosie wants to be in control at all times. Yeah, like it's not <laughs> often someone else has the upper hand on her. Yeah, so she's not used to being in a situation where someone else is controlling her and putting her in scenarios. And, and I love her when they experience. like finally encounter each other and like. At, all, at certain points, like, Abra just, like, disappears and all of a sudden she's running from behind her and takes this fucking sharp-ass blade and cuts, like, just behind her knee. Oh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. And she's using her own information against her, saying, <sighs> oh, well, when pain pure, like, purifies steam, yes, isn't it? And stuff yes. like that. Like, she's, she's just, like, and fear. She's like, even, so even better. I'm coming from Yeah! Right? <laughs> like, she ends so up, fucking... like, slicing the back of her knees, like, four different times. Yeah. It's insane. And, like, oh, like, that, just that part, it's like the Achilles tendon in Pet Cemetery. It's like, I know, oh, the back of the I know, knee. that's like a really like oh, weak point yeah. of just feeling like sensitive Gross. when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that happens. And then eventually, though, Rose does catch on and she turns around and yeah. grabs Abra by the throat because she yes. can feel her just very suddenly. She just like quickly is like, and like turns yeah, around she and grabs senses. her. So you're like, fuck, oh God, what's going to happen plan. here? What's going to happen? And like, and there's this big box like one of his boxes that's like slowly coming up to her and like they're trying yeah, to like so trap her. We realize this before Rose realizes yeah. this that it's not Abra she has but it's in fact Danny mm-hmm. and Danny is deliberately bringing her to this maze to put her into a box I as know, well. Yeah. So like in her mind if she, or in Danny's mind if she if she's in there and then she he puts her into a box she will be trapped there. Yeah. For yeah. until he lets her out, essentially, and that's such a cool idea. Of I know to, like, it battle, is. Like, and I guess fellow, like that's how he's been the getting the rest of them too. He's been like putting the ghosts like in his brain and then putting them in the box. And yeah, them up he forever. like literally they're not like, in the real them, world anymore. He lets them into his world yeah. and then like locks them in there, and that's really like a cool it's idea so cool. that he could do that to someone who's alive, like yeah. not even just like a ghost anymore or like a thing or a place, yeah, but like a living being in front of you. Although she's not really alive, so I guess. Yeah. Hmm. And then she does, because she is very powerful too. She's had a lot of steam over her whole lifetime. Yeah. And even before she comes to like battle them, she goes to the freaking steam cabinet and just has it all. Yeah, she takes it all because like at that point, like... There's no more to share with. Yeah, she should be essentially what they're hinting at this whole time is that they should be like immortal actually. And like there should be, if there was enough steam for each of them, they would be able to survive at a much better rate. But yeah. like when she got her hand injured in the filing cabinet in Abra's mind, it didn't heal yeah. because she's not strong enough because none of them had enough steam to yeah. stay alive. So now she's taken in all this extra steam, her hand healed up right she's away. And she's so much again. more powerful yeah. again because she finally has what she needs. Whereas before they were like rationing yeah. their supply. <laughs> and so she like shakes out of his head and they're all back in that room again. And then she just like walks towards them and she feels a little bit more like powerful. She's yeah, like, wow, she got like, out that of worked. It. Yeah. yeah. She was like, yeah, she's like, I got out of this and like, fuck you guys yeah. kind of thing and this is what I like oh my god I don't know if you noticed this but I was like over the moon in the theaters during this scene she slowly walked up towards him up the stairs and it's like the recreation I know of, I know of yeah, I think we both, both kind of like got a little excited yeah like, I was just because it was like the same pace I know. and it was even better though this Steps time because back. it's a woman walking towards a man but yeah. the man still has the axe I know and that was the best part of like 
even though you have the axe and you should be the scary, like the scary one, you are the one now being I like know. hunted and like turned it's away. It's nuts. No, I loved all the callbacks in this scene to like the first movie too. Yeah. And like basically when they get to the top of the steps, he takes the axe, throws it like over, over his shoulder and it lands into her fucking shoulder. Yeah, like, but then right he there. ends up she falling down the out. stairs. Well, she takes it yeah. him a couple more times yeah. too. Like they actually intensely, end up a fight. right? Like, Wouldn't he like die after face, one of those? Like, Jesus. But he falls think. down the stairs just like his dad did, which I liked too. Yeah. Like, you know, like he fall down, fell down that whole staircase. Yeah. <laughs> like he got hit in the head the same way that, yeah. And just like fell right back down yeah. too. Yeah, exactly. It was so good. And then when they get to the bottom, um, how does he release them? So he just decides to do it and he oh, literally okay. like goes in his mind. He's like, he's like, yeah, like you don't, I think he says it again. Like you don't know where you're standing or yeah. something like that. And then all of a sudden it's like, he, it just goes into his mind and you see all the boxes open up yes. one after another. And then all of a sudden it's like 12 ghosts from this place are all there yeah. and they just die. They at Rose because they just consent her. Yeah. Like she's probably like, that's, that's thing. what I was saying. Like she's the most powerful thing like in this room. Well, she has so the that's most steam, why, yeah, right? that's like, why they the attack her first. Too, Cause yeah. I was sitting there. I'm kind of like. Why he has the shining too, and they're hungry as fuck. So why are they not? Why are none of them munching on his fucking steam? Right, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? yeah. yeah, yeah. So that so was they a little all bit like, like overcome her and take her down. But then they do turn. They do after turn. They finish on, him, yeah. on her, and they're like, "You yeah. now." Oh <laughs> kind of God. like that scene was like, "What did you expect to happen?" Idiot? I know. Like, run. Why, why didn't you run <laughs> first, or like put them I in know. the boxes again? And like, it's. Just I know a lot. that's all I was thinking, but, but I'm like, I, I get like that was his plan. Like he thought to that point. He yeah. Was like just get them out of here. They'll devour her. And see, like this is kind <laughs> of where the movie like completely kind of lost me. Hmm. Like when he comes back and he's got like the clouded over eye and she grabs him. She's like, you're in there somewhere. And like, it just got well, so, so like once Rosie died, idea, I'm like, what? Yeah. The whole idea I think that they were doing with that is that now it's like the presence of his father has gone into him and that's what started to stalk down Abra. Okay. So like, that's the whole idea. Cause he got the ankle like yeah. limping again and yeah. like the ax, like he was like chasing after her same way. So that was like the whole idea of like, I kind of get it. I agree. His like dad, it wasn't much of yeah, anything. I guess his like, dad went into his, yeah okay same idea of just like the same thing now has taken over Dan mm -hmm. and is now making him behave like his father was behaving in the same way yeah it's just really yeah so anyway I think that's all they were trying to do was just like a really weak callback yeah exactly <laughs> in that regard um but yeah so he's chasing her down and then eventually she makes him realize like for a second he snaps out of it because yeah. he's like trying to stop this from happening because he can kind of control yeah, but like, he's, like things just run because yeah, like, i can only him. hold it off for so long yeah he's like i'm trying he, and she's like what about you like you can't just leave it here and he's like i have to close the door behind this place kind yeah of, you know what i mean like i need to be the one who puts the last nail on the coffin like, yeah. here so and she runs out and he goes down kind to of the realizes, boiler room yeah and that's well yeah that's when she realizes like she's standing outside and she's like come on uncle dan come on and then he come like out. sets everything on fire yeah. And, and he's there with his mom. Yeah. As and like he's, Dan, he's again. little Danny yeah. again. Yeah. In the boiler room, he's just like burning up with the house. Yeah. Cause his mom dies when she, when he's like 20. 20 yeah. Um, I it doesn't why. explain, it doesn't I, explain I, why it's no, probably in the I book. No, I looked it up in the synopsis. Yeah. Um, I forget why though, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she dies and he's just been by himself this whole time. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it's just been a hard life for Danny boy there. So she's outside looking at the burning building and then all of a sudden you hear like fire trucks coming because obviously like the Overlook yeah. is a ginormous place. If it's on fire in the middle of a field of only trees and yeah. mountains, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so fire is coming. She's there by herself just essentially waiting to be saved and then it goes back into like kind of her everyday life. Yeah. The dust has settled. Like her dad has passed away but her mom is still alive. 
And something that I actually think is, like, really not fair is so, like, at a certain point, her mom is, like, talking to her, and Abra is sitting in a room, and Dan comes to visit her. Yeah. And Dan Kind of like, like Dick now. used to yeah. visit Dan. And he's like, yeah. So he's just checking in with her to be like, how are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she's talking to him, and then the mom comes in the room, and then that's when the mom is like, who are you talking to? And she's like, no one. And then just kind of comes out for dinner, and then she's like, actually, that's not true. She decides, because Dan tells her, like... He says to her in the room at that point, he's like, stop. He's like, he's like, I told you when I first met you to stop, to not show your shine and like to And hide this it. was such a cringy moment too. Do you not what agree? You when he's like, shine on, Abra. Yeah. Shine on. Like, are dumb. you fucking kidding me? That was dumb. I agree. I was That like, was the most that. cringy like, fucking writing I've ever seen. And I'm like, did you have to? Because there are so many elements like I on know. this movie that I loved. And I'm just like, did he really just say shine on, Abra? Shine on. <laughs> Oh my god but yeah what you were just yeah, gonna say so, is like, um yeah anyway they uh she tells him she tells her mom she ends up telling her mom like yeah that was a lie like, actually i was she's like yeah. i was talking to dan just so you know kind of thing she's like and i just want you to know daddy's okay kind mm-hmm. of thing and like it's the first time they she go admits on. Yeah, yeah she's like they go on they don't i don't know what really like happens but they go yeah. on or whatever and she admits that and like something that i don't like is like her mom ends up asking her something like that like inappropriate i found i felt like t- about her father or something like something to do with him in particular like asking her essentially to use her powers despite like deliberately ignoring them at the same time maybe this was earlier in the movie i can't remember but anyway her mom asks her some kind of personal question that has to do with like using her powers in a way of being like oh can you tell me like oh this? yeah no this was earlier in the movie she's like yeah. she's like is is mimi gonna pull through this time like i guess right. one of their parents she says that she has to she's like is she gonna be okay so yeah and she's like, like i don't know mom like <laughs> yeah she's yeah. trying to just be normal like pretending she's normal this whole time so that her parents don't notice that she's not normal yeah. which they do and then her mom just like slightly abuses that power. Yeah, for sure. It is and a little I'm just weird. like yeah. frustrated by that because I'm like, this poor girl is already so confused and lost. She doesn't want to behave like how she is because she's treated weirdly yeah. already. And now you're just like confusing her further by asking <laughs> yeah. her help with stuff. Yeah. Like, her mom's like, you know, lot- lottery's coming up. Do you have any numbers? <laughs> you got these numbers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, I totally fuck, got that. You know? But so, in the end, I think she's just like, good to know. And she's like moved on through life, you know? Well, yeah. Like I kind of think like the mom still doesn't know how to like accept accept all of that but she was like happy she was relieved to know her husband was like resting comfortably and she knows yeah. that her daughter can see it but i think that she honestly still doesn't know how to like yeah. swallow it all yeah. right or like how to explain like the reason dad's dead is because i was being hunted because i'm powerful yeah like, it's weird like yeah, you never like, think about what like her mom thinks of what the everything that's going exactly, on exactly <laughs> right she's kind of like, like left trauma, in the little like, like she came home and to find her husband with a knife in her chest and her daughter and her daughter missing, missing and all she says is I and love then her you daughter the like yeah she calls her and she's just like love hi you. mom i love you bye yeah throws <laughs> like, the phone off the window <laughs> so funny crazy is that when it ends yeah. yeah so that's just basically like bottom line is yeah Abra is living on and now knows how to like kind of hone a bit of her power and just trying to use it for good. And I've honestly never been so conflicted as to whether like I liked a movie or not. Like I definitely like those scenes that we talked about, they just took a little bit too much time and then it got so fucking cheesy at some points, but there were so many scenes that I was like, yes, fucking dope. Do you remember when they like recreate, I only, I didn't like when they recreated Jack scenes but I, I loved agree. that they recreated Wendy's scene when she's sitting in the bathroom and the axe goes through the door yeah. with the new actress. It actually looked so much like her. And I, I loved and like that her, flashback. Her whole, like, her... <gasps> 
Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it was the same. And then I also like that because that was the scene also from the trailer when it's Danny who puts his face through the door, not Jack. I know. And so like he's cool. seeing his own mom reacting to yeah. Jack. So I did appreciate like, like so yeah, many things. Like, and overall, like I'm, I'm I I did like it. I like but it. But I'm just saying there's some points where I'm like, eh. This is like the kind of movie that like, because of the amount of content, like it's almost overstimulating because so much is happening. Mm-hmm. And like, it would be hard to watch this back to back to back. Yeah. Like again and again, because it's like, you really have to mentally sit down and be like, okay, this film is a lot. I and mean, I need to sit down and take it For in. sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, that's the only downside is like, usually like we always talk about is like, if you would watch the film again, that's kind of the gauge of like how good it yeah. is, right? And it's like, I would watch this again, but not for a couple of years. Me too, Because there's yeah. so much to it and I don't like love it. Love I do it. like how they explained a lot of like almost unanswered things about the first movie though. Sure, sure. Like, cause I did, cause you read the book, but I didn't know that they were like hungry, like whatever. Like it was just interesting. It was, I, I did like it. I really did like it. Both of them overall for like yeah, such different and like, reasons. Like I think I was saying to you, I don't know if I actually even like said it in this episode yet, but um just like the shining, I definitely have like a newfound appreciation for it after mm-hmm. having watched this again. Yeah. Like honestly, I just feel like maybe I really only ever half asked, like paid attention. Yeah. Like I watched it. I've sat down and watched it, but I just feel like I really didn't appreciate it until like this time around again. As like a film like, yeah, yeah. You have to be I don't patient. Even know. No, I think like mostly it was just like Maybe I just wasn't that into the content at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, it genuinely like. Because it was so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, and now I'm just like I was watching it. And I was like I literally like love this movie. And I didn't <laughs> yeah. realize that until yeah. I watched it again. I was like I actually love it. <laughs> like, He's just so good. It, he, he is, is so, so good. good. And plus, like again, like Room Two Thirty Seven. Seriously, it's in my mind. Like I literally last night for dinner sat down and made Jeremy watch that scene while we're eating dinner yeah. for the first time. I'm like, just watch this two minute scene of this naked oh old lady being fucking gross. Yeah, and she's like, I so know disgusting. I've seen this movie a thousand it times. It was super impressive how the makeup, like, the makeup was oh so similar God. from the first and the second. I know. And they had to like recreate the hotel and all the rooms and all the everything. It was and they beautiful. did an amazing job. They, they did. even had the blood scene again when Rosie's walking through exactly like that chair moves. Like it's this I exact actually wondered same if that shit. scene was possibly from the first and superimposed, but they would have done that. They would have done that more often if they did. I feel like. But I don't know. Maybe just for that one, because like, how easy is it to get that much blood and recreate that whole scene? Do you know what I mean? Like it's coming true. out of an elevator and shit. Like it's that's true. fucking And it was hard. pretty. Like, and I looked at it. That's what I mean. On. I was watching the furniture, and I was like, I, I think know. that that is the same. I think it's the same scene. Yeah, I'd know. like to look into that. Yeah, for sure. I would too. <laughs> That's really yeah, overall, definitely worth a watch just to pay homage to the amazing yeah, original like, Shining. The acting was um, Abra was phenomenal. Yeah, like, Ewan McGregor he did pretty good as Dan. Mm-hmm. Like I really liked him. I thought he was believable. Yeah. Like never once was I, you know, like my gauge again is like never once am I like is he acting? <laughs> like I, but, no. But then the shine on just fucking ruined everything. I know, but that's just writing. That's I know acting, that is not right? his like, fault. Yeah. That's not his fault. But it was so brutal. I wanted to like. Puke. I wish I had like a popcorn thing. Okay, anyway, like, to puke into. <laughs> honestly, so like, there were so many times too where, like, in Doctor Sleep, when Rose does just come over and say, "Well, hi there," and I'm like, "Yeah, Can you just stop that now." I know she's a little like, bit trying to be thing. like. That's her thing, and I get yeah. it. But it's like, and I know she would say it more than once, but not like so. It was so really, it was really done. annoying. Yeah, her, like, char- her character was not as convincing as like some of the. I other agree, ones. actually. I just kind of like hated how she was pulling everything off. A Me little too. Bit. Like, like she, I think I get, I can totally see her like how her character would translate well in a book. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it would be more scary and She wasn't even like book. villainy. Yeah, like it was just, it just kind of fell flat. I feel but like, Abra carried I it. I feel though. like 
she was more so just like like they focused too hard on her being like a beautiful gypsy I know. rather than like a really good villain. It's true. No, I totally You know yeah, what I mean? No. Like they had the whole gypsy caravan feel going on and like she had like the perfect exact little dreadnoughts and shit yeah. in her hair and then like the perfect hat and the perfect little witchy look about her. And I was like, it's great that she looks the part, but what's she doing here? I know, <laughs> like, I know, it was a little weird. Yeah, like, and so honestly, her... the casting for all of the kind of vampirish whatever, so I was yeah. just kind of like, who? Like I've never seen, I don't know, they weren't even that, eh. I know it was what you just mean, like, they, like, they eh. kind of weren't notable, but like, and like yeah, it, except for Andy, I loved her and I loved her role. I think she was like a really cool aspect. I don't know, but she is like so gorgeous, and I loved her like snake bite aspect. And it does kind of suck that that part of her was kind of taken away by her just immediately becoming like a bloodthirsty villain. But it kind of makes dropping sense. I, I guess like yeah, like I was thinking about. I still am thinking about that. And I'm gonna go back and forth yeah. so many times. I'm sure, but like I guess it does make sense because. When you compare something like just having a power to having like an infinite amount of power, right? Yeah. Like she already knows that she's special and that she has a power. And so like that seemed to be enough for her at the time. Yeah. And then obviously getting that offer made from Rose and having it be like this whole thing of like, basically like that's what she says to her when she, she got like up, roped like, into it. <laughs> yeah. She's like, she's like, I thought you said that like we live forever or whatever when yeah. like the first elder dies. Yeah. She's like, I thought you said we live forever. She's like, I said a long time. Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't say forever, bitch. And now that she's like, like in this situation, this is what she has to do to survive and I guess she's just like whatever but yeah I liked it overall I liked yeah, it yeah I just minus liked those it few scenes where I'm like Bleh. that's what but I mean like whatever. it was still like honestly a really well done film the acting was really solid like the sh- scenes were shot yeah. beautifully it was just like yeah overall for content of like I feel what we look for in a horror movie yeah this movie felt more like fantasy esque yeah. and like adventure-esque almost yeah. and, t- and then like with elements of horror like very minor sure. elements of horror but like when they would dip into horror it was pretty dark <laughs> But Jeez. it's just like, it was like the storyline was not a horror story. Yeah, it was, very, it was very like drama and some elements. Yeah, which for Stephen King, so like thinking about it though. So he wrote the initial novel, The Shining in 1977. And then he only wrote Dr. Sleep, the sequel in 2013. So mm. what a gap between yeah. the time of like where his writing was then to where it's come to now. And like how he thinks about it, how he thinks about his characters, yeah. etc. Like... It's just interesting to think about Stephen yeah. King in general and like still developing storylines that he wrote like 40 years ago, 50 years for ago. For sure. It's like, it's crazy. Yeah. But I, I do applaud them for the callbacks to the previous film. Like, Me too. That was they were all like really beautiful and just like. And that lady in the bath was like the same fucking person. I swear to God. Did I they know. get the same actress? They like, really did. You know what I mean? Job with her. I know. <laughs> and she scared me like, her every body fucking time she was, was on. The same. Like I noticed that like in the very first, in like in The Shining when she gets out of the tub and like <sighs> she's walking towards towards you and you kind of see like just above the knee and up mm-hmm. and you can see like the shape of her like hips kind of sunken in and like Ugh. her skin sagging same shape she's though she's so like same get this shape. like corpsey old lady who wants a hug away from me <laughs> like I don't Hugging want I don't snitch. want her oh <laughs> I just love that honestly yeah. I think about I, I'm so in love with like room 237 I can't yeah. I can't not be like and I love too that old lady is just constantly like sitting in a tub waiting for people to I visit know. her room. I know. Oh like, what's you doing in there? <laughs> oh, it just scares me so much. Like, I'm just like, that's the worst. Uh, like, <laughs> she's so patient and calm. She's not someone that, like, runs at you, jumps at yeah. you, like, stabs you and shit, freaks out, yeah. screams. She just sits patiently in a tub, and you're just, like, so confused that you get I lured know. into her room. Like, you just go in, and you're like, what? Like, and then she's just, like, sitting there staring And especially, at you like, we're at my house right now, and my shower curtain's closed. Like, did you get kind of freaked out when you went in there? Okay, like, thinking so- that the fucking lady was gonna be... 
be in there? story. I actually, um, even no matter where I am, if I go to any house and the, their shower curtain is closed, when I pee, I have to check behind the curtain. Really? <laughs> Every time. I have to. Yeah. Oh Too my many God. movies when I was young. I literally I like, thought about that one. I was, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to be scared now. Like, going home. Like, in my, in my own place, the only time the shower curtain is fully closed is right after I have a shower so it can dry out and, like, further, like, I'll open yeah. the window. And when we have guests over, so yeah. they don't have to see the tub, obviously. Yeah. Otherwise, like, if the shower curtain's closed when I'm home, I open it. That's I can't. So fucking I can't have funny. it closed. Oh my God. <laughs> it's too much. That's so awesome. So, yeah, I did notice. And, like, I literally, every time I'm here, I do check behind the Oh my God. Just that's to be so like, funny. is there someone back there? Nope. No, okay. we're good. <laughs> safe here oh my god you're crazy it's it's absurd yeah i know too many horror movies got embedded into me as a child and here we are oh yeah grown adult i swear (laughs) make sure you come back next wednesday at six for our next episode don't get too comfortable horrible things are happening here remember what mr howard said